victims, for those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. This is Hanover Fist from Heavy Metal saying please listen to The Horror Returns because the people have never done anything immoral or unlawful, have they? They deserve to be on! For all of you who delight in dread, fantasize about fear and glorify gore, welcome home. This is the podcast that proves the horror never ends. Each episode, we seek out and review a brand new horror movie and go back and find a classic work with similar themes looking at both similarities and differences. Our goal here is to explore how our perceptions of fear remain the same from generation to generation, but also point out how the presentation can change based on the social and political climate of the times. Uh, We do include spoilers for the new film. Uh, However, we're going to let you guys know before we do so with a spoiler alert. And we'll play them at the very end of the show, so if you don't want to hear the spoilers for the uh, new show, just turn us off at that point, and we promise you guys won't miss a thing. We generally, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you've probably seen the classic film, so we're always going to spoil that one. Uh, The thing we may do from time to time, especially with the guests we've got tonight, is possibly use a few four-letter words. This is a horror podcast. That's a good one, That's that's a good one to start with. Penis. Uh, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good backup plan, brother. That's a five-letter word. Uh, but it works, man. It works Vagina? in this context. V-A-G. Now you got me counting letters, motherfuckers. Come on. That's six. <laughs> All right. Well, so uh, we'll get to it. I'm Lance. With me, as always, as you guys know, co-host Brian and Philip. But uh, we got a, we got, we actually got a, a, a guest tonight, and he's actually brought somebody with him. So... We got a got a full crew tonight. Jack Saint Hunter, four time International yep. Film Festival Award winner. We know he's the director and writer of Paranoia Tapes, but he's going to tell us about some other shit that he's involved in too. And we got Alex Tim. And uh, Alex, I just kind of just met you, man. So uh, Jack, <laughs> tell us everything about both you guys, man. What are you up to? What what <coughs> what Southern Psycho Productions? What's what's the deal, man? <laughs> Uh, well, Southern Psychos Productions is a company I formed uh, officially uh, this year, and we officially like got our LLC and stuff. Um, officially, officially, that's my word tonight. Is official? Uh, no, we got it. We got it this year officially. And officially, it, officially, yes. And it was actually all because of the person that is on the phone with us right now, Alex, um, without him, Southern psychos in all honesty would be nothing. So not to blow his ego or (laughs) make him hard. Then that's a four little, um, blow his ego. I just blew my load. (laughs) Yes. Yes. 
he um without him, in all honesty, uh, without, without him uh, and the contributions he's made towards this company, we would not be anything. We actually probably would not have uh, paranoia tapes out right now. Right. You know, with the seven psychos, uh, you know, logo and everything else, which I don't think they have the official logo. They have it from a while back. So, I, oh well, fuck it. You know, the sequel. Future we'll get there. Film. The sequel. The new <laughs> designs. Yeah, I didn't design the motherfucker. Um, <clears throat> actually, I couldn't even. They actually got mad at me because I kept like, no, change this, do this, do that. Hey, it's my film. It's my baby. But um, no, Southern Psychos basically based out of uh, four parts of the country. We got Dustin Hubbard in Florida. We have Walter C. Jones in Detroit. We have Alex in a vagina. Um, <laughs> Virginia. <laughs> oh, Virginia. Sorry. <laughs> East side of the United States vagina. (laughs) And me here in uh, Louisiana, but currently I am working in uh, Midland, Texas. Oh, nice. And we also have Danny Field, who is located in Australia. True. Wow. Y'all went really southern on that one, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, we had to get a little shrimp on the barbies, eh? Over there. Yeah. We also got... Velton Lischke, he's in the UK. Yeah. And then we have a couple interns, uh, one in Virginia, and I believe the other is in Louisiana, I think. Uh, no, we fired all those. Oh, no. <laughs> we didn't fire the Virginia one because. Right. Fuck those guys. <laughs> no, no. All right, so we, are, we have that. one intern yeah. left, he's in Virginia. Oh, we have Devin. She okay. She's an intern. She's yeah. That's why I said my, we had two interns. My bad. My bad, bro. My fiance. I'm sorry. The mother dude, of my three. Okay. I yeah, it's C- kind of important O-O. to remember her, dude. Yeah, I'm the COO of Southern Product Southern Psychos Productions. Right. Uh, so it's my job to make sure Jack forgets everything. Okay. Well, you're doing a good job, man. Yeah, I, I seem stuff. to be doing an excellent job because he doesn't know shit. Okay, so <laughs> hold on. Par- Paranoia Tapes, was this was the yeah. first uh, feature you guys have done, right? <laughs> yeah, it was the first feature okay. um, that we came about. Me and my film partner at the time, Chad Clinton Freeman uh, from Las Vegas, he and I came up with this concept for – a found footage film after we both watched VHS and, and found footage films, we, we got inspired from that. They're like, you know what? We can do this. You know, we can, we can write something like this. So I wrote this short script. And <clears throat> before that, like we, we, we wanted to make a found footage film, but we didn't know what we wanted to do. So I wrote this script right. and it was called Paranoid Tapes 101. And it actually ended up being um, a big part, not a big part, but like one of the, the main parts in the movie. Uh, and it's actually like my, literally like my baby because they they took everything from the script and they did it like word for word, shot for right. shot. And that that script inspired us to do like, yo, you know, we can do more of these and make a found footage, you know, kind of meta movie. And and that key term right there, a meta found footage film, was was something you actually told me. I believe it was you who said well, that it, to me. Yeah, it felt like it was a found footage film inside, like a found footage anthology film inside of a yes. found footage film. Because I usually don't care for footage, the found footage movies, dude. But I always like right. a good anthology. And you guys, I mean, I will say you, you squeezed a lot of stories into this, man. 
Oh, yeah. yes. I don't know what the yeah. whole process was. There were a couple that really stood out, like uh, short, early on. Short, you had, sweet, to the point. Well, early on, you had the chick with the with the baby that was driving her oh, nuts, oh, and then oh, we, oh. we saw how that ended. But what about the, the, the chick with the baseball bat with all the nails? She was, like, really creepy. That was dude. good, too. Um, well, the, the chick with the baby, um, that was actually – I was inspired. This is so horrible, but I'll say it just to get it out there. My son, my firstborn son – Jackson Kalel Hunter. Um, he was he had colic as a, as a baby for the, so the first three to six months or three to four three three to five months right. it was nonstop crying. And one day I was smoking a cigarette outside and I was talking to Devin and I was like, "Babe, like wouldn't it be a fucked up short to have like this kid, <laughs> this baby crying, and then the mother just fucking mutilating it." You know, but the thing is, is like you don't see it, but you know it's happening, and that's the fucked up part. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, what it makes it even creepier, part. man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think you should have ended with that one. That was a that was that was that was the one where I watched it and like I just stood with my jaw dropped for mm. the whole next short. Yeah, it, it was it was one of those. It, how can I say risque? You know, not menage yeah. a trois. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, sick. Yeah, it was <laughs> sick. sick. Fucking yes. brutal, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're and, definitely doing more of those. Oh, definitely. Yeah, right? it's, it's more's coming. But um, it was one of those things. It's like you know, it's what you don't see scares you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the guys, uh, with the girl with the bat, that I was actually on set for that one in Las Vegas, filmed by Doug Farah. Um, okay, so that with, that that segment. I didn't mean to interrupt, man. That segment was filmed in in Vegas, then. Which one? The uh, segment with the chick with the bat and the two guys and the... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was actually... I don't want to give too much away. No, no, it's cool. Um, Well, you already said she had a bat, so that kind of gave away that short. Um, (laughs) No. uh, Yeah, but she had it at the beginning. Come on. Yeah, but she had the bat before Negan was cool. So uh, that was right. that's that's pretty cool. Plus, on it us. looks a little yeah. bit more dangerous than Negan's. Quite frankly. yeah, it's a cooler yeah. bat than Negan's bat. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Um, and he, uh, anyways, yeah, I was on set for that, and my the, my script was actually called Jody, and uh, Doug he took the script and he kind of flipped it. What originally it was like this, the, the guy, one of the guys was uh, found out that his best friend and his girlfriend were cheating on him. You know, they were, they were fucking around. Mm-hmm. And it was set like in his parking lot, which is, is really what <laughs> happened. Right. And uh, then he, he, he sent me over uh, the script for two timing, which is what Jody was. And he paid homage to the script by saying, the guy is down. He's like, what, you got another Jody waiting for me? You know, so he kind of he, he threw in he still took my script, but he just amped it up a little bit. And right. uh, he, he it turned out great. T- Tamara Porter, uh, Bobby, Bobby Brown, uh, no Barry Brown and Arthur Loring. Uh, I think that's his I think that's his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, great, great actors. And the guy. The very last guy, that dude's like 35 years old, by the way. Right. Like he, and, but in the film, he looks like he's like 20 something. And when I met him, he had his daughter on set. I was like, this, I was like, are you kidding? Like, dude, how old are you? But it was great. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I love working with them. Uh, and he also did another short in a film, too. Right. Well, nice. I got to ask you, what about, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to give anything away on this one, but the, the, the two guys, I'm, I'm just going to say the two guys that made the, the homemade bomb. 
a knockout game. Yeah, what's the story on that one, man? <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, okay, honestly, I'll tell you uh, how it is. Wh- how that one came about is um, uh, Chad reached out to Doug and said, "Hey, we're doing this found footage film, and we need you know we need some shorts." So he went out and he uh, he wrote the knockout game. I had nothing to do with it. Um, uh, it's unfortunate. Because it was such to me, it was the most funniest but heartfelt of the of the shorts in the movie. Because you know I'm a veteran, so for me, I, I can relate to what they're talking about. You know, I understand the VA sucks and it, it's it's insane. But um, yeah, he he sent me the short, and I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be completely honest here. I did not like it the first time I saw it because I was like, we're shooting a horror movie. Mm-hmm. How is this horror? Yeah, but almost, then, almost comedy relief in there. Yeah, exactly. But I started thinking about it. But like, dude, like you're a veteran. The horror is how they're being treated and what they're doing. You know, it, it's 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 so it, it sinks into you because it's like out of all the all the shorts in the movie to me. That one always stuck out, and that's what all the fans and, and, and people always talk to me about. You know, like the two guys, you know, two brothers, they're always talking about them. And I messaged Doug. I was like, dude, I was like, you might want to write a full feature length on, on this story, you know, and probably have a better ending than that. You know, not to give away anything, but, you know, it, people like the chemistry between those two guys, and um, they were excited. Uh, I mean, they, sorry, it, it probably didn't fit in the horror aspect. It was more the mental horror that they were going through uh, within the short. Well, yeah. yeah, it had a lot of like potential scariness. And I, I'm i a vet also. So, uh, oh, yeah, you, I, 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 I really uh, didn't. Yeah. I, I I raised my hand when you said it. I just, you didn't. So hear did it. I. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, no, but like I, I thought that one. I thought that one was funny. I thought it was. I thought it was funny. I loved the brother, and uh, even as much as I was like, "Come on, dude, get shit straight and suck it up." It was <laughs> the brother was awesome, and I loved the ending. Uh, that that was a great one. All right, cool. So what? Uh, you, you, so you guys, Alex, uh, Jack, you guys were both involved in this one, right? Correct. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Can you uh, kind of like because our listeners a lot of the time like to hear like what the process is because we got some uh, folks that listen that want to hear what what's involved in putting something like this together. I can chime in a little bit, Jack. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Uh, first, uh, I'll say last year I think like maybe May or June. That's when I met Jack, and I met <laughs> I met I met Jack on PlayStation playing Call of Duty through some friends. And he was doing all his voices. I'm so who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and so we, we ended up connecting on Facebook and stuff. And uh, he knew I was <laughs> film nut, film buff. And he's like, hey, you know, uh, I got this Southern Cycles Productions company uh, started and stuff. But I got this film coming out uh, or that I'm working on. And uh, would you be willing to check it out and give me some feedback on it? So he, he sent me this really, really rough cut of Paranoid Tapes. And I watched it. And, I, and out of the, the few people that he let see the rough copy, I was the only one that really brought back like six, seven, eight 
pages of notes. Oh my god! Like uh, guys, I, well, hold on. I'm not fucking lying to you. Like I was working offshore in the Gulf of Mexico, and this dude is literally sending me six, seven pages, like in Word document in like size twelve font. Just saying. Okay, nice. continue. So uh, I literally am watching a movie, pausing every time I got a, a little note to make. Pause, play, pause, play, a note this, and finally I send him his notes, and he comes back. He's like, "Holy shit, dude!" Like I, I didn't, I didn't really know. I mean, is my film bad? Is it good? What do you, what are you going with here? I'm like, it needs organization and some fillers and some work and so after hashing out back and forth uh the film you saw now is what it is now compared to what it was before um i mean if we released the rough copy as the final feature uh we probably wouldn't sell a copy no not nearly (laughs) come on Uh -uh. man well, no, it was only it was literally only like an hour. What was it, like sixty minutes? Uh, fifty nine or thirty nine? The, the original between fifty and sixty minutes. Yeah. Can I ask yeah. you so a like question? Short. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so uh, the 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 main story in the movie yeah. is uh, yeah, the the Kurt Cobain dude with blue hair and the two <laughs> chips, right? Jack. Yes, the blue hair guy. <laughs> blue hair guy. I have blue hair. Who is that guy? Anyway, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> Philip, you answer so, that. Who was that? Who is that? Who is that guy? Hmm. Go ahead. Is that you? Yeah, just out, continue yeah. the question. Anyway, <laughs> ask so, the question. Okay. I, I feel like is it was that like the basis to the story, and then you added some other uh, uh, some other found footage stuff in there, uh, like to fill the gaps for the short story. Can you rephrase the question? Oh. I'm trying to oh, understand. Okay. Like, was that the main, this. the main uh, through, through story there, basically, right? Yeah, that was that like was the main. The rest of some of the stories, like in the rough that, right? cut of the movie, uh-huh. was was that like the, uh, uh, the the base of it? Yeah, and then yeah. and then maybe you added some other uh, some other short stuff in there. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, Alex, Alex, answer. Uh, it's mainly like uh, when when the main character is given, or our narrator, as you can call him, in the beginning kind of tells you, you know, I have found these tapes, my dad has gone missing, blah, blah, blah. That That's your, your structure right there. And then gotcha. the blue-haired guy, and it happens to be part of the twist uh, in a way, so that's your main story there, and then your tapes are your tapes. You know, they're they're kind of separate from the story, but some of them can tie in. Uh, Wait, are you hold on, Are you asking like, did we add stuff in there to make it make sense? Is that what you're asking? No, no. I was just asking like, is it like you said the rough cut was really short? Oh yeah, was, extremely. Was was that kind of the 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 general consensus of your rough cut was was mostly that story? Uh, yeah, maybe a couple of other like beta tape stuff. Which, hey, props for bringing beta back. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, hey <laughs> that was all Chad, man. That was all Chad. He wanted to do it. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the rough cut is is 
your general plot. I mean, we really only added what maybe twenty to thirty minutes of of extra footage in it to kind of exactly. Make... We added exactly thirty one you know, minutes and twenty seven seconds. Yeah, because we want to get some attention grabbers, some a little throw off. But it all relates to each other. We didn't just like go, hey, let's, hey, this looks really cool. Let's add this to the film, see if we can get permission. No, we searched kind of and even filmed a few things just to make it fit in, not just randomly picking out stuff just to make our movie longer. Right, right, right. Yeah, I was just uh, curious as to what was uh, what what was what was the original stuff, and then you know what was. Oh, you want to know like what uh, the rough cut was? The the extra footage I would say is the the individual with the masks on that's kind of talking to the camera to the audience a lot. So, right, man. There's a Wait, lot what? to this movie. I mean, it's yeah. like, it's an anthology movie, but it, I mean, you got to stretch it out to feature length big time. It's like an hour and 40 minutes or something. So I, my takeaway on it is that like some of the scenes were very creepy. There was obviously a, a main story there that a lot of them came back to, but what's mm-hmm. the plans? What, it, what's paranoia tapes too? Is that like, is that Ooh. picking up where this one left off or is that going to be like a reimagining or what's the, what's the plan there? Cause I know well, you guys already have a, a, a sequel in the works, right? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> right now we do is actually currently in production. So I want to say, that uh, it's like our Comic Con release. You know, we released a poster on uh, Facebook last night for the teaser officially. Okay. And um, let's see, yeah, I, I don't got know. it up on IMDb too. Yeah, it's on IMDb. It was so famous. Yeah, but yeah, but we're still we still got a, a ways to go to add into IMDb. You know, because yeah. we still got to get our segments and mm-hmm. our scripts out and get this stuff filmed, and then we'll keep adding to IMDb. Kind of like ABCs of Death, where yeah, on their IMDb page, it's full of hey, this is the director of this segment, writer of this right, segment, right. etc., etc. Yeah, it's a lot. So, we have a lot to fill in for the second one, probably a lot more than the first one. Okay. But so I will you- tell you, well, I hear uh, the, the thing is, um, oh, excuse me. There was, oh, how can I say this? Okay. Um, there was two, there was two scripts for paranoia tapes too, that I wrote for the okay. wraparound story. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote one literally as I was writing part one, to coincide with part two, I mean, with, yeah, yeah, okay, I was writing part two to coincide with part one, Okay. and then, and then last summer, I created this other version, where it, it went totally, like, off, off the rector, it was not nowhere near to what the other, other script was, and then this new script, or more or less an idea, um, that we're gonna go with, um, it, it I can't. I don't. I don't want to say it reveals it, it if it's man shit. I mean, you know, I told you the idea, Alex, right? Yeah, but there's a lot we can't say. Yeah, we can't. <laughs> <talk about. laughs> like, Obviously, hey, this movie's fucking Hollywood. This, like, <laughs> this, this movie's actually- gonna be really awesome, and I can't tell you why. <laughs> no, it's- um, uh, we're it's it's a big learning curve from the first one to the yes. second one. It's kind of like okay, you know, I like to see it as okay. Evil Dead one amazing, but Evil Dead two is 
Evil Dead One enhanced. Yeah, but it, but it's <laughs> yes. kind of the same okay. story, right? But it's yeah. kind of the same uh, story. I was, I was hoping you were going that direction with that. I mean, we're not going with the same twist and the same straight up plot from the first one. It's going to be new story, new twists. Um, uh, yeah, you might but see the concept it. pretty yeah. similar. Okay, we we have I some concept you. teasers uh, that I made last summer for the movie to kind of to kind of pan out the the saga like on what each theme would be but they're not we're not we're probably not going along with it um but if you look at the teaser poster for the for the sequel you'll know the theme immediately uh, and you can announce yeah, it very, if you want actually the poster is pretty similar to the one i saw for the for the uh, second movie looked a lot like the first one how so it had the skull and everything on it man no negative. You might want to look at that poster again. Where, where can we where can we check this out? And also, let, can let me go send check one out the right movie? to the chat right now. Yeah. All right. You want to send it? Yeah, send it to the chat. Maybe okay. I have it not means seen this keep talking. Then. <laughs> uh, okay. Wait a minute. I've got. Is this? It, it says press play on it. Yes. Okay. Correct. Is this like a clown face, or is this the fucking twisted? <laughs> Who the fuck is That's... this man? <laughs> Oh my! There's a lot it of mystery. Like the beginning of the horror movie. This is this is it right here. We, we, when you watch it later, we're gonna be the first part. <laughs> oh man! Here we go. <laughs> so, yeah, this is uh, the first teaser poster created by Arturo. Um, I forgot what's his last name. Pro- I can't pronounce it. Are you serious? Uh, I can't pronounce. See, this is why Jack is the. CEO. He doesn't know a damn thing about his own team members. Arturo Portillo is one okay, of our graphic designers. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> I knew there it was a go. P. We got, the idea. What are you gonna do? Uh, but you no, know, but <laughs> well, no, that's he, why you have the guy that works under him do most of the legwork. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a CEO, and he's just yeah. Yeah, he sits up in an office, collects money, and I have to make people work. Mm-hmm. And work myself. Nice, yeah, yeah, pretty I, much. Nice. But uh, so yeah, so if you so pretty much you you pretty much nailed it on the spot on what the theme is of the second movie. But there's a lot of hidden things within that poster. Um, it, you know, it's just it's it's up to the imagination and when the movie comes out. But okay. I will tell you this: in order to get the sequel, you have to watch the first one first because there will be things in the sequel that. You're not going to get if it's just random, you know, you pick that one up, you know, <clears throat> it's not like Jason or something where you can pick up part seven and part five and be like, oh, well, it's pretty much the same movie. The dude's killing people. He's got a hockey mask. Right. No, it's not. It's not like that. There's more in-depth meaning, meaning to the movie than um, that the, the, the story. It's all about the story. And that's why I try to write the movies and the shorts is it's a story. It captivates you. You get involved with the characters from the first movie. You're, you're, you're expecting to see them in the second one, but will you really see them? Are you wanting to see them? Do you want to see them? You know, will will seeing them from the first movie in the second movie ruin the second movie. You know, so it's, it's those little mind fucks that, that make it interesting to want to see the sequel. Do you, you guys That's have an good idea? Marketing. You guys have an idea yet about re, uh, release date on this? Are you- uh, we're yeah. about to film the first segment, which is like yeah. the intro segment, and then we still got a lot of other segments to get done. But okay. if we're gonna 
spitball a release date. It could be either the end of 2018 or spring of 2019. Okay, so in the so in the meantime, oh, wow. okay. everybody that's that's listening to the horror returns. Uh, Brotherhood get together here, and we need to all go out and check out the first movie. Those of those of you who haven't seen it yet, so this yeah. is the part where oh. I shamelessly uh, ask you oh, guys to plug the the movie. Where where can they see it? Is it on? Uh, is it electronic available <laughs> okay. somewhere? Is uh, it hard yeah, let's go, let me spit out a couple of these. Uh, most uh, there's not physical copies in stores yet, but. You can uh, order online at Target, Amazon, uh, Best Buy, Barnes and Noble, uh, Barnes and Noble, just pretty much any online retailer. You can find our our film at, but you can also rent uh, a fil- our film at uh, your local family video if you have one nearby, uh, which is like the only still living rent video rental store out there. Yeah. Like. I don't know of any other rental store besides maybe a mom and pop shop that is still alive. But um, yeah, they, they're not a dime a dozen out there, are they? Yeah, Family Videos has uh, about about eight hundred stores, and we have a copy at almost all of them. Okay. Yeah, at least at least seven hundred out of it's, eight. Uh, it, it's not on <laughs> I, it's not on iTunes because that's the first place I look for it. But I am looking at it. Is it is on Amazon dot com? It is on Amazon. That's yeah. where I read no, it. You, you don't want to deal with Apple. <laughs> yeah, you don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm a I Apple. agree. I love Apple products, but uh, when you want to try to sell your stuff, they're just. Right. You know, probably gonna take most of your money yeah fuck you Got keep you. it real that fuck you but uh here's the thing too um, uh lance the movie <laughs> yeah. was in post-production for three years we filmed this back in 2013 yeah because oh. it shows a release date of 2017 well yeah that's when it was officially released on dvd right? yeah. uh but it, i mean it was <laughs> like you said in post-production for three years and this is kind of backtracking uh, where i went from <laughs> Being a guy that gave him some feedback, meeting him on Call of Duty, mm-hmm. to being COO of a production company. Uh, he's like, hey, man, I really liked your feedback and, and how he came about getting a final copy mm-hmm. of, or a final version of Paranoia Tapes. Saying, oh, what do you think about joining Southern Psychos? I'm like, well, I'm, uh, I used to do a big haunted attraction production so my background is actually putting together scenes in a big production for people to walk through a haunted house you know nice. building building design and creating making these actors perform and people enjoy the entertainment as they go through so i'm like okay i can definitely do this uh on film as a producer so right. but i'm like if you want me a part of this team a power part of this company i will not do it unless we go legit so i ended up uh um, getting our llc making us a legit company tax id all that stuff and then uh i'm like you know we we need to have something that represents us so i I came up with a design which is what our logo is today and and then got a trademark so I, i need everything has to be legit when you when you go 
to be an actual production company for films because I, I've been to conventions and stuff and you see see these guys selling these low-budget films on DVD and they're like, I'm from so-and-so production and then you kind of look them up and it's like, okay, you got a website. But um, <laughs> it where, ends where, where, where is your company based out of? Where, you have a business location of where this company exists? Right. Oh, no, it's on Facebook or uh, we made a dot com. It's like, okay, congratulations, but who's taxing you? Like, if you're not legit, nobody's going to take you serious. Um, so, you know, wind forward, you know, a year later, now we're uh, got a DVD released and we got a, about four or five films in works. Um, and we have this team together. So we actually have board members. We have, you know, chief officers, and then we have uh, team members, and then we have interns. So, and, then, and we have Jack. And we have a spokesperson. So <laughs> then there's Jack. It is Jack. Yeah, That's what's going to push you over the edge, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, you can't just come up with, hey, uh, I'm from – you know, spitballing it. I'm from After Death Productions. We, I make movies. Okay. Alright, uh, so who's uh, backing you? Where's your finances? You know, Do you have this all legal? Because if you make movies and mm-hmm. you're from a quote-quote production company um, and you actually come out with a really, really good film but you're not a real company, you can get sued. You can, you can deal with lawyers. You don't have a financial backing. You don't have a fin- you don't have a company. Unless you're investing and you get 120% back of the film. I, we're going <laughs> to skip that. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't want Inside joke. Inside joke. Yeah, guys. we'll Inside keep it joke. there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd like to know how that works. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, Why? Look, Hollywood, man, makes money. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I'm yeah. very proud of where we are today, and outstanding having a, a release film. You, you know, whether we make an amazing <laughs> film or a bad film, as a company, we have a film out. We are a legit company. Once you actually have a DVD released film with a, a, a legit company, um, it's like now we're started and we're at a point where we have accomplished something and we can keep doing it and getting better and you know just keep improving and moving forward which is exactly what we're doing so is there i'm at the face i'm on the facebook page for the for the movie but do you guys have Mm -hmm. a facebook page set up for the production company uh, yes. Yeah, it's uh, if you search in Facebook, you'll see Southern Psychos Productions LLC. We cool. also have um, Southern Psychos Horror Film Festival, and we have Facebook pages for uh, each film that we're working on. So there's a faceless page, there's a paranoia tapes page, there's a hide short film that uh, I'm mm, writing and directing. Well. I have some writers, and I'm the, and it's my first time directing. So I, I, I my comfort right. zone is producer, but I'm going to try this directing thing. <laughs> uh, well, I figured if I can direct people in a in a product a haunt production uh, <laughs> on how to do live performance, well, I'm pretty sure yeah. I can do it when can't, I can do multiple takes. Can't be That's too like, different, right? Yeah, I mean when you go almost exactly the same thing. I mean, <laughs> Well, 
Yeah, except only, like you said, the only you get difference, multiple takes. Yeah, the only difference between film and haunted attraction is you get one shot to to entertain or scare that group that comes past you. One shot. You don't get to record it and then go, eh, we could tweak this a little bit, try again. <laughs> right. It, it, yeah, completely different, but it, right. also very similar. All right, well, we're gonna we're gonna move on to uh, talking about the movies that we that we're covering this week. Alex, do you want to? I know you're at a convention right now. I don't know if you want to stick with us or. I was at a convention. <laughs> where, where you, uh, I'll where stick around at? for a little bit. Okay, I went to this is located uh, located in Williamsburg, Virginia. Uh, most people, if they haven't heard of even Virginia, but a lot of people have heard of Williamsburg. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, I went to, it's called the Scares That Care Charity Convention. I've heard of that, yes. Four. Yes. Yeah, it's all for charity, right? Yeah. Uh, this convention, this is why I love going to this convention. It, it, it's just like any other horror convention. you got celebrities, you got vendors, you got activities and things to see and do there. But the difference between this convention is they pick out, individuals each year that have some kind of uh, monster they're fighting like whether it's breast cancer they they were suffering from burns or um or a child with leukemia whatever the issue is the convention is there for people to spend their money (laughs) that's what you hope for well that's what that's what we're at conventions for anyway right yeah Yes. The, the the difference is, you know, these celebrities aren't pocketing all this money. The vendors aren't pocketing all this money. And everything you buy there isn't being pocketed by everyone. It It, it is going towards these individuals that get chosen each year. So, so say, and, and what I like about this is it's not an organization that says, hey, you know, donate to us and we will give a percentage to the person you're actually trying to raise money for. No, right. they, they literally, they, the owner uh, or the, the founder, Joe Ripple, he will literally go to your state where you live and hand you a, a check for the money that was raised for that individual. And it, it's just, it's actually quite beautiful it's really touching too it's a great convention i mean i got to meet uh richard brake today he played doomhead and we, we we met it we met him too dude yeah, <laughs> yeah a buddy ago, he's a really nice guy friend of the show <laughs> uh, he's a really great guy dude right uh, i had some good conversation with him uh mm-hmm. i saw i didn't speak to him but ken hotter was back again this year actually Every single person that played Jason Voorhees was at this convention this year. Wow. Uh, So they had this big Friday the 13th reunion with all the Jasons and one of the female actors. It's supposed to be two females, but one had to cancel due to filming. Right. Um, But there there was a whole mess of celebrities there besides. Uh, the few, I, I actually got a photo op with uh, with Courtney Gaines and John Franklin from Children of the Corn. That was really cool. So we uh, we're get, we're getting into the the regular part of the show, and we the first thing that we do, guys, is we do cool of the week, like the coolest thing that you've seen this week. Which you know, I think obviously we know what that was for you being at the convention. But uh, Jack, what was the coolest thing you checked out this week, man? 
Okay, well, uh, two things. One, the Cult of Chucky trailer released. That was yes. fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and I, I'm a huge Chucky fan. I actually showed Alex earlier. I have the, the Bride of Chucky, uh, Chucky doll here in my room. And uh, I bought it at Spencer's, which was awesome, for right. super cheap. Uh, and also, two, has anyone ever heard of the movie The Poughkeepsie Tapes? Yeah, I saw the trailer for it, dude. I wasn't that impressed, to be honest with you, man. I'm not it, like okay. I said. I'm normally not a found footage guy, dude. This was the found footage movie that set the tone for fucking found footage before Paranormal Activity and VHS and all those. And the reason I say this is because this movie was so, um, uh, God, not risque. I don't want to say risque. Uh, what's the word? Like it, fucked up. <laughs> Exactly. It's yeah, the it took years, years, the the word. Took years to finally be released, right? Yeah, uh, here it is. I mean, the post, the Poughkeepsie Tapes is a 2007 American documentary style horror film directed by John Eric Dowdle and starring Bobby Sue Luther, Samantha Robinson, and Ivor Blocker. The film documents the murders of a fictional serial killer in Poughkeepsie, New York, told through interviews and footage from cash of the killer's snuff movies. The film was completed in 2007 but had trouble release history. It was originally slated for theatrical release by Metro Goldwyn Mayer in February 2008, but was removed from the release schedule. The film had a brief video on demand release in 2014, but remained unavailable on home media in uh, on home media. But in 2000 and July 2017, on July 5th, my birthday this year, it was announced that Screen Factory would officially be releasing the film on Blu-ray and DVD in October of this year, which is fucking amazing. And I can't <laughs> wait to buy this shit because this is a film that needed to be come out years ago. And it, it's like one of these films that get knocked down because it's too graphic. But you know what? This is fucking art. This is fucking filmmaking. Get the fuck nice. over it, you liberal fucking dicks. <laughs> so you, so they're, you've they're, seen the movie then? Yes, uh, bootleg, right. of course. But yeah, I have. You got you uh, up on us, dude. All I saw was the. Uh, oh, I didn't see the movie. I just saw the uh, trailer. But uh, hey, Brian, what what was your cool of the week, man? Oh shit! I did a rewatch of a uh, Night of the Comet. Oh, you, you seen that, that like, one, Jack? Yeah, isn't that like Slither? Like the old Slither. <laughs> Like, isn't no, that was a, that, no, that was Night of the Creeps. Oh, you're right. That okay, was, my uh, bad. My bad. Okay. Oh, that's cool. James Gunn, right? That's who you're thinking of? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was a, it was a Oh my gosh, I don't even remember who who did did that one. Was it like, right, I'll, uh, I'll end, of, end of the world type thing or something like that? Yeah, like it, essentially it's, essentially everybody it is a there's a comic coming and everybody's excited you know kind of okay. think think of independence day when the aliens were coming people are celebrating gathering yeah just and um, up before they die <laughs> yeah one one girl kind of uh, she's at work with her boyfriend or, or whatnot they kind of like stay the night overnight in this right. room and when they wake up everybody's basically been turned to dust or mutated into or some kind of zombie yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, gross. it was a pretty good rewatch. It was made on a seven hundred thousand dollar budget, but made fourteen point four million dollars in the United States. Holy shit! It has a Rotten Tomatoes approval rating of eighty three percent, and has since become a cult film, influencing the creation of Buffy Summers, which I'm assuming would be Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Wow. Huh. Damn, dude. <laughs> You're going to have to like yeah, come on the rest of our shows from now on and be our research guy. I can, I can only dude. get so hard. 
Come on. <laughs> not, not in the comment. What about you? What about you, Philip? What'd you check out, man? Uh, you know what I watched the uh, the the entire first season of the Exorcist TV series. Oh, you caught up. I loved it. I, I loved it. every I second it. of it. I yeah, it, it was. It was good, man. It was uh, it, like I was worried that it was going to be too much of a slow burn because that's right. kind of what The Exorcist is. But uh, they had like some some really creepy shit in like each episode, yeah. and uh, and and then it turned into kind of a uh, like a uh, what was the movie with Tom Hanks? It was a book from the Vatican. And oh, like a, you're talking about um, the the uh, shit. Da Vinci Code, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. There so you it, go. it turned into kind of a Da Vinci Code kind of thing. Really? But I haven't seen it. Da Vinci it. Code for demons, huh? Right. So, still, still exorcist. But did know? they ruin it like they did The Omen? Because that series totally just bombed, went the fuck away after, what, like five episodes? I, I never even saw it, Jack. Did you? Yeah. See, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't. The Omen. But, okay. I mean, uh, The Exorcist to me is is probably my number one movie all time. Okay. And, uh, with, go ahead. Without spoiling anything, without spoiling anything, how did you feel about the reveal? What uh, reveal? Um, oh, oh, oh. On the, the TV show. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, on which one you're talking about, I kind of saw but, it coming. The, don't uh, ruin basically it. the big one. Yeah. Don't ruin it. They had to have something in it. Uh, I didn't really right. see it coming until maybe like the episode or two before. I got to right. but... be right back. Too much beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. man. <gasps> But uh, but yeah, no, I it, it was I, I I felt like it was really great. I I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. It was a little bit cheesy because it was network TV, but I'm I'm super glad it's back for a second season. All right, well I don't really have a cool of the week. Uh, Brian, you got any got any news for us, brother? We lost uh, George Abramero, Martin yep. Landau, Lincoln Park's uh, lead singer Jester ah, Bennington, right. and right. uh, just just today uh, after John Heard. Passed away. Man, that's not cool. Been a busy week. Been a busy week for our uh, for 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 the dude on our t-shirt, the Grim Reaper, huh? Yeah, buddy. Absolutely. So, stop, buddy. So, uh, like, send condolences to the family. Yeah, yeah. Romero Uh, hit me pretty hard, man. I knew he was working on on another movie too. See, I I actually just listened to the uh, the new Lincoln Park album, and I know that they uh, have gotten a lot of shit for it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. man, there was some some warning signs there. I think. Yeah, there's a bunch of conspiracies out there right now. So it's like, what? Well, about about that dude. Um. Well, and 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 he committed suicide on. Uh, 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 help me out here. Chris Cornell's birthday. Chris Cornell's birthday. And and I know they were really close. Like he was one of the uh, godparents of one of Chris Cornell's kids. Hmm. It's I, maybe he took that a little too hard, and he already had some shit going on. I will. I will say this, guys. Um, <clears throat> uh, depression and suicide is not a funny thing, and there's been a lot of stuff on Facebook about people making jokes. Um, I will tell you this, and it'll probably be the first time I ever say it publicly. Uh, I've attempted suicide three times in my life. 
And it is not a funny situation to be in when you are in a depression. Um, so at this time, you know, I guess be an advocate for anyone that you know that is depressed. Get them help. Get Go talk to them. And suicide is no joking matter. Um, I mean, there's jokes you can make, but it's extremely too soon to make anything, any of those mm-hmm. jokes, you know, but, um, you know, for fans of Linkin Park and the band, my condolences go out to you. So if anyone's out there, knows anyone that is needing help, get them help. There's there's a hotline and there's people you can talk to that will help you through it. It's hard. And the first step is admitting you are depressed because a lot of people don't realize right. they are depressed until it's too late. Yeah, and if you don't think that you need help, you need help. But you're thinking about it, fucking go do it, man. Because yeah. uh, I just had the same issue with uh, my brother. Uh, so that that shit happens, man. Uh, like it's, if, it's, if, if you're thinking about, it, and he was a fucking firefighter, man. He wasn't a soft guy. But uh, right. Yeah, I, it, I'm sorry it, to hear that, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry to bring the show down. <laughs> hey, no, no, it, it needs this, to be brought up. But, it's serious serious stuff. It's but no joke, man. If you uh, if you if you, if you have have thought about that shit at all, man, call somebody. And anybody will be willing to talk to you. There's a thousand free things that will help you out in this as situation. Crazy as it sounds, you could probably just call a random number and talk to them, and next thing you know, they might be your best friend for life. You never know. I know you it sounds could. crazy. I mean, you could literally do that, you know, unless you get some psycho that, like, yeah, do it, but that's that's probably, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, I think we ah, just made a couple buddy. friends with family video workers. Yes, we did. Oh, Alex, or, uh, I know we were going over the hour and a half, but Alex has got to share the story we've been doing before the show, because we're, we're doing some stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, we were, uh, you know, since Family Video is, is carrying uh, Paranoid Tapes, we actually uh, called a couple of the stores just, you know, at first, you know, I, we were wondering if this uh, movie is is in your lineup. And they're like, oh, yes, we have it here. And then we then Jack's just like, well, I'm uh, Jack Hunter. And uh, hi, how are you? You know, I, I'm uh the filmmaker of the film you're looking at right now. And it's just kind of like seeing, Hey, not only how's the film doing, but it's kind of cool to, to you're the filmmaker and you're actually calling a place where your film is located to a worker that would have never expected it. So the, the people we talked to were actually really, really oh, yeah. excited. They're like, Oh wow, that's cool. You know, yeah. you, made, you made this, and I'm on the phone with you right now. Yeah. Uh, so we only have about 700 more to go. Only 700. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, but anyways, yeah. So yeah. So that's a good note to start off again with another conversation. So okay. Yeah, that's Lance. seriously grassroots, man. <laughs> yes. That's uh, that's the ultimate grassroots uh, campaign right there. You know, literally calling the people Shit that it works, man. that are involved uh, in it. Well, I think it's a lot of work. I run my own Mm -hmm. shit, and that's the way it works. Grassroots. See, I know Southern Psychos Productions will always do this. So, yeah, I don't care if we are making films that are now blockbusters or big, big horrors. You know, who knows what the future will bring for us. But if we make a $50 million movie, I'm still going to call Family Video and be like, hey, what's up? 
How, how's, how's that? How's that movie? Might be, oh, might be a little harder to call to call seven hundred thousand stores though. Dude. Yeah, yeah. You just call one randomly and be like, "Hey, right. no, I just thought I'd uh, call and see how just this film." Or just control. show up at, or just no. show up at the store, man. Listen, forget yeah, about that shit. That. If, if yeah. you if 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 you come out with a fifty million dollar movie, call us first. Yeah, there you go. There you go. We'll call the stores for you. Okay, first we're going to talk about, um, we're going to get another Netflix series. Uh, it's going to be a 10-episode series on The Haunting of Hill House. And they've Again? casted um, Carla, Carla Gugino in, in the lead. Nice. She, it, it, she does. <laughs> yeah, they already remade the movie, right, guys? <laughs> the Haunting so, of Hill House. Uh, yeah, I, I've um, probably B-rated Asylum video. Right, Most likely. That, that was Hell House, right? Yeah, Hell yeah. House. Hold up, hold up. Yeah, your researcher is on it. Oh, Hell, Hell House. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that was by Penguin Classics. It's a haunted attraction. Oh, you know, it's just talking about actually. Oh, uh, the the haunting of Hell House is a it's a book. Ooh, okay. Okay, so this what? isn't what I, I was thinking of. House, I was thinking of House on Haunted Hill. So oh. was, uh, yeah, that I, I was thinking out. of something different, right? A couple of those are, I think. Or is this show based on that? The uh, the novel uh, Haunting Haunting of Haunting of Hill House and House on Haunted Hill are two different things, then, right? Yeah, actually, guys, All right, that's the one. The ha- wait, wait, wait. Yeah, no, Netflix. The, uh, 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 hold up, hold up. News. The Haunting of Hell House is a 1999 American horror film directed by Mitch Marcus based on a ghostly rental by Henry James. It stars Michael York, Andrew Bowen, and Jason Cadell. After forcing his girlfriend into having illegal abortion, resulting in the untimely death, James Farrow, played by Andrew Bowen, begins to be haunted by evil visions of his girlfriend and seeks aid in morbid professor who himself witnesses a chain of horrifying events in his life. Yeah, Sounds Netflix is doing a adaptation. <laughs> that sounded like breaking news. <laughs> yeah, the the Netflix is an adaptation of it of the actual Shirley Jackson's classic 1959 novel, The Haunting of Hill House, and they're going to do a modern reimagining. Okay, Netflix has been so, coming out with some good shit, so it might be good. Dude, Netflix right. is in the same universe. Just why did I not, just not create? <laughs> Why isn't there a Southern Psychos app that you can stream your TV shows and movies and then start making your own? See, yeah. Like, I mean, really, when Netflix started out, it was just like, oh, look, a little online app thing we can just stream our films legally. Right. That's how it got started, anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then now they literally, Netflix Presents is all over the place. And they're awesome. Okay, all right, what else? What else, Brian? <laughs> we, we figured out we were all confused on which adaptation that was, so hopefully you can bring us back down to earth. Uh, Conjuring 2 writer David Leslie Johnson is writing the script for the upcoming Invasion of the Body Snatchers remake. Again? Again? Fucking they just... No, no. I'm sorry. No. The, the Nicole Kidman, The Invasion, was a great movie. People, ah, I don't know why people didn't. I loved nah, it. Nah, it was terrible, I, man. No, Nicole it wasn't Kidman. terrible. But it I wasn't mean, Nicole, it was terrible. Nicole Kidman was fucking hot. Okay, that was. Oh that was yeah, a, that's true. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck she got with four foot tall Tom Scientology Cruz. But anyway, <laughs> that was short lived. 
literally. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, I get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when she divorced him, she was like, "I can finally wear heels now." Like, uh-uh. <laughs> I literally, I saw that on on the interview after. I think it was like David Letterman or some shit. Right. She's a what? What, what do the Scientologists call it? Getting uh, going clear, I, going clear. I I can't remember, like a bad uh, a bad person or something. Uh, I, I don't know. The, the only thing I don't know uh, is say they have them go clear. Was gonna be funny. All right, Just Jack, 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 <laughs> Lester, Jack will tell us. He he studies all the Scientology shit. Oh, Does yeah. he? Okay, Fuck me or someone else? All right, Brian. I think to no. on, Brian to keep us on track, brother. Patriots, you got you yeah. got to take us where we need to go, man. Where are we going? Take us. Take us. <laughs> okay. Jack, we're taking a little, little trip down to the trailer park, man. Okay. We're going to take a look okay. at the big, the small, and sometimes the very, very weird. Uh, Ryan, what's the first new trailer this week, man? first one we're going to talk about is The Snowman, starring Rebecca Ferguson, Michael Fassbender, Val Kilmer, Chloe Savini, J.K. Simmons, and Toby Jones, directed by Thomas Alfredson. Alfredson. Val Kilmer. I yeah, thought he I, was like. Yeah, where's, where the fuck was Val Kilmer? Val Kilmer. Yeah, He's where was he the trailer? And where I was... just watched that one. <laughs> yeah, where I mean, it? it looked it looked like a pretty good thriller. I wouldn't call it a horror movie though, or did it look like right. it from the uh, trailer anyway? Well, well but yeah, really, yeah. I think it's going to be a psychological thriller with a little horror in it, right? right. You know, because I mean, they're kind of playing it off as the snowman is is like a serial killer or a slasher for a horror like, film. But yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of psychological in it. I just mm-hmm. hope it doesn't end up like the Zodiac, where you're watching this movie for two hours and you're like, "What's going to happen?" And then absolutely nothing. It's like you got blue balls. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, you should have expected that <laughs> because the guy that. was never caught. So how <laughs> do you think the movie's going to end? Well, but yeah, no, I, I I totally agree with you, man. Like you, you, you got to get to the fucking point, man. You can't yeah. like, yeah, just chill out on the movie forever and then be like, okay, that's the end. <laughs> Dude, I literally because I watched it in theater. I was in boot camp or after boot camp in the Navy, and we were like, we're gonna go watch this horror movie with the serial killer that was true. And then you're watching it, and the only thing interesting about it was they were smoking on a plane back in the seventies. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And, <laughs> and then next thing you know, the actor turns into Iron Man a couple years later. So I'm like, what right. the fuck oh. is this shit? Uh, we're going to talk about the, the second trailer for Blade Runner 2049. Uh, you, you guys, you guys, uh, we got a lot more, lot, lot more footage in this I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Me too. I'm done. I can't. Uh, I can't see it. Yeah. The, I original, the original's first. great. I just, I just can't get, can't get into the, the, cho- the choices they made on the talent here. I'm gonna. Oh, actually, I love the talent. Really? You do? I love it. Jared Leto. I, I, I think he's gonna rock whatever he's doing. Well, Jared Leto, of course. But that's not. Real. That's not who I'm fucking referring but, uh, to. And then uh, who's who's that wrestler guy? What's what's his name? Uh, Batista. Uh, yeah, Batista. Uh, I don't know what his character is, but I already know I'm gonna love it. Okay. I think it's a hell of a cast. Right? And Ryan Gosling. No, nah, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Ryan Gosling fan. I've seen a couple of movies of his lately that. I'm just not impressed with his acting skills, guys. He gets a bad rap because he's a pretty boy, but I mean, the dude is a good actor. I gotta uh, say, not, he's a good nah, singer too. Man. By the way, I, I'm gonna is I'm he, gonna come out right I now. Like La La Land. 
and tell you that I love Ryan Gosling. <laughs> well, I'm a, I, I, I mean, will I'm say not this gay or anything, but I suck his dick. I'm not gay, though. I'd blow him. <laughs> I'd fill his abs with my tongue. I mean, come on. And then Han Solo. I mean, come on. No, that's not. Oh, come on, <laughs> man. Movie. Yeah, I the, the, hey the night I like the nice guys, but I think everything else that that Gosling's been in in the last four or five years, I haven't really fucking gotten into. I like Drive. Uh, almost everything that he'd done, and I tell drive, you what, Drive was good. Not good Drive. Drive was I'm amazing. A giant fan of the original Blade Runner. Oh, it hurts to say that. <laughs> I fell asleep in the first ten minutes. I was explaining that to Alex earlier. I fell asleep it's, for it's, 10 minutes. It's a dense movie, man. I mean, and you can't go wrong with the notebook. I mean. Ridley Scott, but dude, Ridley Scott is slow, and this one is slow, and I'm hoping they amp it up a little bit for this one. They got to. I mean, it's Harrison Ford returning to a major character that he fucked. I mean, he fucked up Indiana Jones with the Crystal Skull, so hopefully he makes up for right. coming back as a character. Absolutely. You know? yeah. Good point. And that was bad. <laughs> that was horrible. Nobody's arguing that one. <laughs> I feel. I literally feel like the South Park episode. We just got raped, <laughs> like bad. Oh my god! Like straight up our booty holes with no lube, nothing. I, I literally think they could have came out with a good Indiana Jones, even if he's older and stuff. But that was not it. <laughs> I, okay, a good Indiana Jones that was older was Sean Connery. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's for true. Sure. Wait, what about the young Indiana Jones? Y'all remember that shit? Our final trailer we're going to talk about is Leatherface, starring Ooh. Finn Jones and right. Stephen Dorff. This one's going to hit me <laughs> at home. Here we go. Let's go. I yeah. have a theory. I'll explain Southern my theory. Psychos, you guys are, are Louisiana and Texas boys, right? Okay, yes. Well, he's uh, Virginia. I'm actually from Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but, I, okay, I am from Wisconsin, which yeah. is the home of Ed Gein, which inspired the look of Leatherface. Got, oh, okay. wow. All right, all right. Tie that together, man. This, this fucking, this, no, no, this is a Leatherface movie we've been wanting to see, not the knockoff fucking version of the Australian, which was... I don't know what the fuck they were trying to do. Duh, you're going to get sued. You can't name a movie Leatherface and not have anything to do with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Anyways, I have a theory. I have a theory. May I say my theory? I'd love to hear it. You told me Okay, here. Yes. Okay, so here's my theory on this new movie. And I think that um, that the first Leatherface before the one we got to know in the 1970s was a female, possibly a sister or an older person what? that the guy looked up to and he, she was murdered. And he literally took on her, her, her thing. Like, she, I, I, that is my theory. I think she was a girl. Okay. It was a girl. Because you well, see a girl wearing the face. I don't think out. that's where they're going with this. Well, no, what what you know, Leatherface is, is my favorite horror character um, because he's got a lot of depth to him, and in every Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, they've just had him doing his thing, right. and this one they're actually doing a little backstory in his childhood, uh, and then kind of growing up. Uh, I don't know if he gets uh, from the trailer. I can't tell if he actually gets. Um, to his adult age, but he he definitely gets maybe 
late teens, early twenties. Right. From right. A, but but I think they really go into the psychological of how fucked up his family really is. Yeah. And, and it, it's kind of hard because. And it it looks like they're actually going back into the massacre because back in the day, there was like for maybe a week or or a few days it was there was an actual massacre in Texas by a deranged family. Um, but to really hype it up, they created this Leatherface character based off of Ed Gein. Um, so Leatherface is really just a, a portrayal of Ed Gein as, hey, I, I caught up, I have a fascination with women and makeup, and I like wearing people's faces as masks and putting their skin on lampshades and blah, blah, blah. That kind of oh, hypes well, up well. what Leatherface looks like, but it doesn't hype up who he is because who he is is not based off of Ed Gein. Only what Ed Gein has done makes Leatherface. But what makes Leatherface the person he is is his family. Uh, growing yeah. up in a family that's completely psychotic and they freaking are, they're basically just a, a family of cannibals. Um, but I believe that in this Leatherface movie, they're going to portray the actual massacre that really did occur in texas you mean you mean a real fucking story okay so so there is like some sort of truth i mean because i've always heard that it was a true story and then you look back on it and it's like nah they're based on ed gein so there there really was some sort of truth in in this texas chainsaw massacre thing yes that's literally why the title is texas chainsaw massacre it's not it's not florida chainsaw massacre it happened in texas a lot of it's rumor, though. A lot of it's fictitious, or not like that. That they they base upon a true story. A lot of it, well, you know, eh. getting entire facts is near impossible these days. But if you have a big enough hype in a state, and then make a movie based off of it, it's still gonna sell. Right. Uh, people are still going to be interested and want to watch, you know, what happened, how it happened, and you can portray it any way you want it, and then people can start <laughs> believing it if they believe movies are real, um, unless it's based on a true story. And I highly doubt that Leatherface, this new one, is going to come out saying based on a true story. It would be cool if it did, though. It would be. <laughs> it would. It would be perfected if if they did that. Yeah. Uh, because then, not only do you get to learn more about Leatherface himself, but you get to learn about a true event that happened that's so gruesome that it launched what, you know, part of... It was one of the films that launched what horror, to, horror is today. But uh, I'm I'm extremely excited to, to see this, and I think they're going to really knock it out of the park with the people that are behind making this film. I, I, I think it's going to be good. Um, I'm more excited about this than I have been of all the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remakes. All right, before you guys get to movies, I'm going to have to bid you guys good night. Good night. All right, Alex. We appreciate it, brother. You gave us a lot all of right. inside info, man. All right. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, have fun, have fun time, at the convention. Is it still going on tomorrow? Yes, it is, uh, but I won't be able to attend tomorrow. But I got All my right. share today. Sounds Get to work, good, Alex. Get to work. Go to work. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Cool. Thanks. Later, Thanks for coming on, man. You you were awesome. Thank you. Have a good night. You too.
Yeah, I'm probably going to head off. I'm going to, you know what, at this point, guys, I will also bear whatever he said, adieu, adieu, adieu to you and you and you. So, goodbye. Very good. To you guys. Nice. No worries, brother. Y'all have a good one. It was good. Um, it was good talking to you. Hey, and Philip. Philip, yes, I, I was the blue guy. I know you were the blue guy. Okay. Hey, I actually, hey. look, listen, I, uh-huh. I went and watched uh-huh. it again and I had yeah. like the opportunity to actually watch it. I was okay with that storyline. I liked it. You know, uh-huh. I mean, okay, yeah. listen. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, yeah. don't give me that shit. Uh-huh. Look, hit the guy <laughs> in the head with the hammer. Come on, man. You got to get a little better special effects with that shit. It but, was. We had other scenes, but it, um, it, like, we had his stuff, like, dripping all over his face, but it didn't make it into the final cut. Uh, yeah, but it's all about the story, and, man. Yeah, and uh, by the way, the dad, he was the original bass player for Quiet Riot. That was what? my dad, Kelly Garney. Yes. Oh, that is awesome. I love Quiet yes. Riot. <laughs> and uh, and Philip, man, your wife is messaging me on Facebook about this LDS thing. Do you know what that is? I don't know what that uh, is. Uh, uh, yeah, the little dick syndrome, man. You might want to go get that checked out. <laughs> oh, motherfucker. All right. This is a kick in the nuts. <laughs> Ow. All right. That's Guys, funny. it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Phil, for being a good sport. Everyone, thank you so much for having us. And I, I look forward to more cameos or whatever you want. I'm always here. So thank you so much. Awesome, Jack. That's awesome. Thanks, hey, brother. I, I don't know. The chick that choked the other chick out, that was that was dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I, we will talk in in we'll talk about that and by the way uh that was uh one of the directors for that was william h miller he uh passed away two months ago yeah and that that was really heartbreaking for us to hear through facebook <laughs> and i i called uh the other director jesse uh raz t slasher and he explained to me that he died suddenly and it was an uh, it was an upset uh upsetting moment and it was a great moment in a way because he was saying to me how much uh, William really liked me. And he always spoke highly of me and, you know, of how how I was with movies. And we just we really got along through Facebook. I never met him face to face, but it was a pleasure to get to know him as throughout the year that I did on Facebook. So, oh, man, no joke. Out, it's man. been a, a, a pleasure to get to know you. And, and oh, you seem like a you. really cool guy. I, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to keep this rolling, guys. I'm not hey, editing listen, any of this but episode. some of the acting was bad. I, you you got to give okay. me. <laughs> okay. so, just keeping it rolling. Ask me any questions you want about the movie, and I will be as much truthful as I can to not piss off anyone. So what? What? some of the acting, yes, some of the acting was bad, okay? Um, a lot of the stuff in there was political reasons to put the stuff in the movie, Mm-hmm. Uh, because of commitments and completion. And there was a lot of stuff that we had to take out of the movie because they were being fucking bitches in the end and pulling out the last fucking minute. Uh, uh, fucking, bro, oh my... And, and Lance knows who it is, uh, which it is what it is, but dude, they fucked us over with it, so we had to rush. And that's why some of the acting is bad, is because we had to find stuff to fill. Um uh-huh. So, really, it was just like the 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 one with the two kids was a good story, but the acting was not quite there. But I mean, because they were really, kids, I thought they were honestly on point because I know them. Like that was literally I, them. That's how they act. That's normal. Yeah, 
They 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 were okay. They were they were not quite there. I like I I like the guys at the end. The uh, the Slenderman thing. I I mm-hmm. thought they were. I mean they they were they were kids and being kids, but it was it, it worked. Yeah. And then uh uh I, 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 the yeah the girls I that, that whole story was was, uh, was for me. Yes. Uh, actually, I stole that the script. They 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 did the script, and it was it was they kind of revamped it a little bit. But it was actually that was like a fuck you to my ex. So fuck you, bitch. Uh, oh, she, okay. she, yeah, she had a dream. Totally makes sense. Oh, she, yeah, she had. It was actually based off of a dream she had, and she told me as we were like like after we broke up, and I was like, right. you know, that's a pretty good you know script idea. Uh, so I said, you know, fuck this bitch. I'm gonna write it, make it my own. Not that I stole it. It was just a dream she had, you know. So Damn. fuck her. She fucked me hard. Man, so, you guys heard it yeah. here first. <laughs> yeah, fuck that bitch, bro. And she fuck kissed my. Ass. She always said I was a joke, and and that's one of the reason why I am the way I am right now is because when I was in a relationship with her, um, she always said I was a joke. No one would ever care about me. No one cares about a homemade movie made in Louisiana. Um, and you know what? In that very next, yeah. the very next October, I became. That's when I became my first international film festival award winner, and uh, then it just kept going, and I kept, I just kept fucking mo- moving, and I wanted to get better and to prove to her and to everyone that said I couldn't do it that I could do it. And you know what? Look where I am now. I'm worldwide. I'm in fucking Japan with subtitles over me speaking. Like what the fuck? Like I would never have ever like people. Yeah, Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, but like it's 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 great, man. I love doing this stuff. And you know, some people say, "Oh, well, that shouldn't be your motivation." Man, fuck you! I got right. picked on every single day in high school, and because they said I was too ugly, I couldn't act. I was too fat. Look at me now, bitch. You know, <laughs> oh, you. I, yeah. I I I like you a lot. Like. Uh, you, you remind me a lot of myself and my brother, and uh, oh. and 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 I like that. That uh, you know, it's it's an underdog story, you know, and, and like the wannabe who got to be, you know, is it's. I'm still nobody, but what I've accomplished, you know, I did everything everyone said I couldn't do, and I'm still going. You know, no one's gonna stop me. I may get knocked down, but you know what? The story doesn't begin when you know you make it it's how you got there it's when you get knocked down that's when the story begins and that's it's how you rise i'm not a master at my craft but i love doing it and as long as people enjoy watching it well i don't give a fuck if they don't enjoy it as long as they buy it they bought it then i get money anyway so no matter how bad the movie is or how good the movie is if people watch it then that's the whole point it's to entertain and also uh we are looking for filmmakers now for the sequels Plural. Uh, we want filmmakers that are motivated. If they got a short, a found footage short, send it to us. I almost guarantee you it'll get in the movie. All right. Where do they send it to? Uh, just go to southernpsychos.com and they could submit it through there. Like to contact us on email on there. Go there. Go to Facebook page. Upload it to YouTube. Make it a private link so we can watch it. Vimeo, whatever. However you want to do it. You send it to us. And we'll get you noticed. All right, Southern because, Psychos. Spell, hey, spell that out for us, dude, because y'all did it <clears throat> a little bit differently. Uh, Southern S O U T H E R N S Y K O S dot com. And there's a little history on that. I mean, if you want me to, it's really quick. I can go 
really quick with that. Yeah, good. Um, okay, well, back in high school, I was kicked out of a uh, private school when I was younger. Um, there was this girl who called me a psycho because I was a different type of human being. Obviously, if I make movies like Paranoia Tapes, I'm not – you know, I'm not the normal person. Uh, and that's okay. I fuck normal. If you want to be normal, fuck that. I want to be different. And, uh, well, she called me psycho and the name really stuck with me all throughout high school. Cause teenagers back in the day didn't forget a goddamn thing. And they just loved to run their mouth. And Chad and I, I told him about the story about what happened. And he's like, you know what? Embrace that shit, man. He's like, you know what? We're going to be the Southern psychos productions. So bam. Nice. Badass. So, yeah, so you embrace it. If they say you're something, fucking go with it. Unless they say you're a serial killer, then I wouldn't suggest that. Might not go with that sucks. one, huh? Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. Uh, but yes, <laughs> but you can write about it, All right, and that's, cool. that's amazing. Yeah, true. All right, we're gonna we're gonna hit these movies now, uh, Jack. We appreciate you being on. <laughs> Anytime, later, guys. It was a All pleasure. Right. Take care. Bye bye. Right. Thanks, Bye-bye. buddy. All right, cool. Well, again, we definitely want to thank. Uh, uh, Jack Saint Hunter and Alex Tim at Southern Psychos Productions coming on the show with us. Uh, they had to skedaddle. They got duty calls, getting re- getting the other film ready. But uh, anyway, guys, uh, thanks for being on the show. And I think uh, Philip, what is it time for now, man? Uh, yeah, man. I by the way, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Y'all were awesome. Uh, but now it is time for listener feedback, and we've got. A little bit of it this week. Uh, Eric Bylanok told us uh, that Inside is brutal. I'm going to have to check it out. Uh, uh, Marcy uh, Papandria from Australia, a friend of the show, asked, uh, is Leatherface a chick now? WTF was this trailer. Uh, and then Eric and her went back and forth for a bit, which you can follow on our group page at uh, the Horror Returns group on Facebook. Uh, we won't go into a whole lot more detail on that, but I, I I think that may have been the first victim, not necessarily Leatherface. Yeah, that was the impression the I got, too. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see. That'd be fun. <laughs> uh, needless to say, we got a lot of shout-outs to the late, great George A. Romero, of course, this week. Uh, rest in peace, which Brian already mentioned. Uh, listen to... Listener Bo Burchell from Nashville sent a picture of his new tattoo, a quote from Stephen King's The Gunslinger, times a thief of memory. Uh, we think it's pretty kick-ass on her to Roland and uh, the Cotet. Uh, you can see it in the Horror Returns group on Facebook as well. So uh, really what we're getting at is go to the Horror Returns Facebook group. <laughs> if you're not there, what the fuck are you doing? Right. <laughs> Uh, Joe Beal of Columbus, Ohio sent us a really cool link with an article about Kirk Thatcher uh, who actually played the punk on the bus that was his credited role in uh, Star (laughs) Trek 4 as well as reprising the same role well, not necessarily the same role but for Spider-Man Homecoming Uh, you were talking about Hmm. Spider-Man Homecoming on the podcast, so here's a nice little tidbit uh, on the movie that will make Trek fans smile uh, be sure to check that out also on the Horror Returns group Facebook page. And, uh, uh, yeah, he, so he, he's, he's, he's a different punk and just a little bit older. <laughs> There's a whole cool little article about it, man. It's kind of awesome. Uh, Marcus Will Turner uh, from Fredrickson's uh, Washington says, 
WA? Is that Washington? Yeah, yeah, w- Marcus. Marcus, uh, he's been pretty active on uh, on our uh, group this this week. It looks like appreciate awesome. that, Marcus. Gives us a lot to work with. Yeah. So uh, he just finished the first season of Ozark on Netflix. I don't even know what that is. Ah. Brian, you know anything about that? Um, it's popped up in my notifications. Um, it's a new Netflix show. I think it has to do with a heist or something. I'm not completely sure. I know I seen his post and hmm. I told him I. I I give it. A, uh, I try it out and mention it next episode. It, it looks kind of interesting. Has uh, I think uh, Jason Bateman in it. Oh, okay. What is it? A comedy? I, I am not sure. I think it, it has to do with a heist. Honestly, I don't know. Someone told me that is a darker character Jason Bateman's playing. Uh, he says it's on Netflix and he has no regrets. It's beautiful, abysmal, intense, and a great journey into crime. Uh, while the performances hmm. were good, Jason Bateman was the phenomenal driving force of this entire season. Uh, like I've said before, I definitely appreciate his dark side, and it translated well into this. Check it out if you get a chance, buds. Netflix has another winner on its hands. Wow. Well, damn. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to take a look at that. Netflix has kind of been on top of it lately. Um, and that's it for this week. Thanks to everyone who reaches out to us. We love the feedback. As always, you can reach us at our Facebook page or Podbean page or the Facebook group, which we've told you four times today. Uh, or you can email us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know what's up. This is Richard Brake, who plays Doomhead, and you're listening to The Horror Returns. Stay tuned. <laughs> Alright, cool. So uh, that means now it's time finally for our featured attractions. It's uh, Luc Besson week here at The Horror Returns. We are going to discuss the uh, brand new film Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, as well as 1997's The Fifth Element. Uh, this Fifth Element trivia, as always, we'll start out with that. It was written and directed by Luc Besson, also known for Lucy and The Professional, as well as a number of uh, other films. And uh, Mark Kamen, I think, co-wrote it. Uh, uh, known for the Karate Kid franchise movies. Did any either of you guys know about know about that or heard that name before? Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> know about the Karate Kid? <laughs> <laughs> wax on, wax off. <laughs> Go. All right. A uh, couple of couple of pieces of trivia. The divine language spoken by Lilu was invented by director Luke Besson, and further refined by Mila Jovovich. She had little trouble learning and developing it, as she was already fluent in four languages. Wow. Uh, the language has only 400 words. Uh, Besson and Jovovich had conversations and wrote letters to each other in the language's practice. By the end of filming, they were able to have full conversations in this language. Uh, when filming began, the production decided to dye Mila Jovovich's hair from its natural brown color to her character's signature orange color. Uh, however, due to the fact that her hair had to be re-dyed regularly to maintain the bright color, uh, Mila's hair quickly became too damaged and broken to withstand the dye. So eventually a wig was created to match the color and style of Lilu's hair and was used for the remainder of the production. I couldn't tell. I don't know if you guys could. No. no. Um, and then finally, in the future, uh, New York City Central Park is the same exact size as the real one and in the same place. But with one difference, it's 100 feet in the air. If you guys noticed that. Um, when, when were they in Central Park? I don't recall that. Do you, Brian? 
No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, it must so have just been like a, like a landscape shot or something. I'm guessing. I mean, there's so much shit in this movie, it's kind of hard to... Yeah. You, you guys mind if I get started on this one? Go ahead. Right, go ahead. Yeah, because I, uh, I, I, I had a great experience this time watching it. I did not really care for it that much the first time I saw it. Um, really? Yeah, I didn't care for it as much. I, I, I think that I expected more. And I kind of thought Chris Tucker's character, at that time at least, I thought he was a little too over the top, which I didn't appreciate. Um, you know, uh, old one, I thought, ah, man, what's this silly southern accent that, that he's doing? I, I, I was just thrown off. I just didn't know what to expect. And I went into it and, you know, I got this, you know, almost like a, a comic book type world with these far out characters and... Right. You know, basically the same thing that we get in the other movie we're going to talk about tonight. But I guess maybe I was just either too young to appreciate it or just expecting something more serious. Um, you know, and then obviously, you know, the great Brian James was in it. He was good, of course, as always. Um, he's been in so much stuff that we've talked about, uh, like Enemy Mine and things like that. Um, and I couldn't, it was hard to take D-Bone as the... Uh, as the president? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was kind of weird. So, actually, I guess you kind of had a... Especially Friday. since him and Chris Tucker were in the same movie again. Say, that was funny. Kind of had a Friday reunion. Um, yeah. But, but I was just... Uh, this time I watched it, I was just really... I, I was really delighted with it. Um, you know, there was so much in there that... I mean, obviously, I don't think there was anything Bassan put in the movie that was on accident. I think it was all done very intentionally, and... I'll talk about it more in the next movie, but he's got, in I think, especially if you've seen Valerian, he's got a very Terry Gilliam type feel to his movies, which I didn't really, I guess I didn't appreciate Terry Gilliam too much either. The first few movies of his, I, I saw like Time Bandits. I thought it was silly when I was a kid, but you know, now it's a classic. That one and Baron Munchausen and 12 Monkeys. And I mean, he's just a, he, he's just a master filmmaker. And I think Basan is kind of in the same, kind of cut from the same cloth. You know, the more I, I watch the movies and I appreciate it more. But I love some of the little touches, like the, the cigarettes that were like three-fourths filters. Like, we don't, <laughs> quite, we don't quite quit smoking in the future, but, you know, we're kind of forced to cut way down. Um, and I really like the, the way that the, the, the cabs were, the, I like the different levels of traffic. I like the way the cabs looked. I thought it was kind of kind of a neat touch, sort of a throwback. And yeah. uh, just, you know, really good visuals, extremely good acting. I appreciated Gary Oldman a lot more this time. Uh, Ian Holm was phenomenal as the uh, as the priest. And, um, yeah, okay. I, I have a lot of good good things to say about this movie. What about you guys? You want to go ahead? Uh, yeah. yeah, man, I'll go. Um I I I think this one is definitely in classic territory, man. Is it is it Bruce Willis's best movie? Uh probably not, but it's close. Um I same with wow. Chris Tucker, you know. Chris Chris Tucker's got a lot of movies too, but it's probably mm-hmm. still not his best one. Right. Definitely is Mia Jovovich's best one though. She was <laughs> awesome. Oh. <laughs> Well, not not even to slam on her, but she was right. amazing in this. I thought she was awesome. Oh yeah, uh, she fit right in. And I, I I love everything that Bruce Willis is in. Uh, I, I love Chris Tucker. Uh, Gary Oldman looks like a different fucking person in every movie that I've ever seen him in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so I love him good. in this one too. He's good. Yeah. 
Um, I, it was it was great, man. It was it was quirky. It was cool. It had uh, the story was maybe a little complex, but I like that snatch feel where there's like a bunch of different groups of people all after the same shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I, I I thought that was really cool, and I thought that uh, thought they did a great job of it. You know, it's it, while the acting may not be like great great because i think some of it was not like you said debo as president was a little lacking but uh <laughs> aside from that man I, the the movie was awesome it's it's just a classic mm-hmm. brian what are, you, what are your also, thoughts that's really it man. i also feel the same way this um i love the visuals in this i love the world that they created and um yeah all the different aliens and um, when you go to different planets, a lot of detail went into this movie that I, I also, I didn't really get into this movie. I seen it when it first came out and it really didn't touch base with me until like rewatches on, on DVD and Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. But um, I think everybody's great in this. I will say I'm not a big fan of Bruce Willis in this movie. Really? Oh, I, think I, love I, I, oh, I honestly good. think, I think you could have cast anybody else in this movie, but I mean, it, okay. when it, the time it came out, you know, Bruce Willis was pretty big at the time, so I understand the casting. Mm-hmm. You know, what um, my favorite scene was though. Uh, I'm sorry not to cut you off, but it's like okay. when uh, it, it like it, it towards the beginning of the movie when uh, that guy tries to rob him and he's got like the picture of the hallway on his head. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she was hey, so mad. They got it. He does that little weird dance. After yeah, he's like, he got his hands up. Weird. Yeah, that was that was great because Bruce Willis looked at him after he took his gun and and he kind of snickered. He was like, "Nice hat," and he was like, "Yeah," and it starts dancing. I, it, like it didn't make any sense, but it was hilarious. I've, I, I laugh every time I see that scene. Um, I, w- I will say I do agree. This is Mila Jovovich's uh, her best performance. Because mm-hmm. um, if you look at all her her action roles, this this one for me stands out more than like, like her uh, her Resident Evil roles. Yeah, sure. definitely. And um, she played as a I, I really that blows my mind that you tell me that you know they really created this language and then got to the point where they're having full conversations and writing letters. That that's pretty amazing, right there. Mm-hmm. I love um, her in every scene that I saw her in in this movie. Yes. Uh, let's see. Um, Chris Tucker. Um, I, I, I also agree. I did not like him when I first seen this movie. I thought it was too much. Mm-hmm. But it's because we had a lot of Chris Tucker at the moment. Yeah, I think. I've I've grown to appreciate <laughs> Ruby Rod <laughs> off of many viewings. Right. Um, he kind of gets a little bit funnier for me every time I watch this movie. Right. But overall, like, I really enjoyed this world i like i I wish we had gotten more off of this movie like maybe a sequel for this movie because i just i wanted more of the world that they created you got glimpses of other alien civilizations other you know technology that i just really wanted to see more of i I was a little little iffy on the actual um the aliens that that had the stones Mm -hmm. because they look like giant tuba instruments walking around (laughs) Right, but, um, car- cartoonish look, right? Yeah, but other than that, you know, 
this was a fantastic movie, and it's like it probably will go down as one of my favorite uh, sci-fi movies. Not top five, but one that I'll, I will continue to revisit. Definitely classic, though. And pretty pretty strong words. It sounds like all all three of us enjoyed this one. Did you uh, did you guys have any scenes that you didn't like, or anything that stood out as not as good on this viewing? Uh, I still I don't I don't get Gary Oldman's uh, accent. I don't know. It just kind of it's kind of like okay it. to me. I don't know. I, I like it. The I only, like it. The only I like it now too. <laughs> the only stuff that threw me off was like some of the uh, some of the like real bad CGI stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, for when it came out, sure, it, it wasn't terrible. And and as much as I and many times as I watch this movie, I always forget Luke Perry's in the beginning. For right, reasons right. I don't know, but because right. <laughs> he's only in the movie for five minutes, yeah. you're just like, holy shit, not no two one Yeah, I, I wouldn't say after after re, uh, rewatches that I, I find anything that bothers me. You know, it's just it's a great movie. You know, I have a lot of fun rewatching it. Yeah. I watched it twice this week. That's how much I liked it. Wow, yeah, dude, shit, it was, man. it's a great movie, man. I really right. love it. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to watch it again too. I mean, it's yeah, it's definitely one that I'll have to I'll have to start revisiting more often. And I'm like you guys, I wish they would make a sequel. Um, unfortunately, I think they are making a Lucy too, which I don't think is his strongest what? movie. Yeah, no, it's like they're making was... a Lucy too. It's been announced anyway. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a dumb I, concept to begin I, with. I think only not his best movie. Not his I think best the, movie. I think they'll pull back off of. Uh, the box office of uh, Ghost in the Shell. I think they'll pull mm-hmm. back off of that one. That nah, could mm-hmm. be. Could very well be. I guess we'll find out. But yes. yeah, this one would make it. This this world. There's so much more to explore. You know. Yes. Here's 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 my tiny rant on Lucy. I know it has nothing really to do with this show, but I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. All right. So it, the, the concept is you only use 10 percent of your brain, and she's suddenly going to use 100 percent of your brain. But that's not a fucking true statement you <laughs> you use 100 percent of your brain yes. you just only use about 10 percent at a time from a different time. pieces you know what i mean it's not sure i don't know it was like a <laughs> they started out with a bad fucking idea yeah sci- scientific <laughs> movie, scientifically unsound idea right if it had come out 20 years ago it might be a right. different story but it didn't <laughs> it was mm-hmm. a dumb idea fact check your shit before you come up with a script all right, you guys, uh, you guys ready for scores? Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I went first. Um, yeah, it's uh, again on on the first viewing, I probably would have given it like a five. I was just like, ah, man, Ouch. middle of the road, not that great. Yeah, but I think I saw it in like 1998. I've done a lot of growing since then. I've seen, I've been exposed to a lot of more, you know, a lot of different types of movies since then. Like I said, I'm a huge Terry Gilliam fan, but I absolutely hated the first time I saw one of his movies, and it was kind of the same thing here. So. Um, I'm up to eight, brothers. <laughs> this is uh, on this viewing. This is this is a strong eight for sure. Uh, you're right, pretty much in classic territory. Uh, I'm gonna say it's 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 right smack in the middle of classic territory for me. Um, I mean, it's I, is it up there with like some of the Pulp Fiction and Snatch type things? Eh, probably not, but it's close, man. It's I'm, I'm gonna give it a nine point five. I, I really love Whoa, it. Oh shit. Yeah, okay. this was a great, great movie, and it holds up. I mean, right. there's those couple of scenes yes. with, with with bad CGI, but it's from 20 years ago, you know? Sure. Like where, where they're slicing up her – well, they're not slicing up her brain, but they're like 
when they're when they're putting her together mm-hmm. and they're showing the brain scans yeah, rebuild, and stuff, rebuilding her and everything. Yeah, and then like the planet wide scenes were a little goofy. <laughs> okay, you just you just okay, you just reminded me of something oh, <laughs> that I kind of had a problem with that I noticed. I noticed on this last viewing that you brought up the scene where they're uh, reconstructing her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she punches out of the, the glass, I don't know if uh, if you guys are going to rewatch it again. The glass is already has a is cracked. Oh, really? It's, yeah, it's cracked in the shape of the hole. So oh. it's almost like pre broke <laughs> so she could punch through it. I noticed it on this viewing <laughs> and I and I had a, a, a little slight issue with the tinfoil wall. She jumped through. Let's build yeah. your let's build your walls a little stronger in the future than tinfoil. Yeah, they're 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 special. I I feel like the 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 quirkiness of this movie and and the story made up for some of the cheesiness because they definitely had some cheesiness. <laughs> yeah, like happened. Chris Tucker's hairdo. <laughs> what the fuck is up with that? I mean, I well, guess it's the future, right? It was cheesy, but it wasn't bad. But like, yeah, you're talking about the tinfoil wall and like some of the special effects were not awesome. And some of the acting was like not quite up to par, but I I think everything else made up for it. Yeah. um, Yeah. On that note, I I will say, you know, the story and the the special effects. And like I said before, the world that they built is going to have I'm going to give it a 8.5. This movie is great and it it gets better on rewatches. Some strong scores, guys. Yeah. Wonder if Valerian can stand up. We shall guess see. Gonna, guess we're gonna find out. Um, Already heard mixed reviews from it. Uh, yeah, a lot more, a lot more bad than good. That's for sure on the yeah. critics. Um, but you know what? None of the critics matter on this show. There's only three people right now who matter. Right? We're the only opinions yeah. that matter at the moment. <laughs> at least, at least I am the critic. At least while you're listening to this. And we hope to get some discussions going. Hopefully we'll uh, hopefully we'll have some varied opinions on it. That's always our hope. Give everybody something to talk about. Um, I imagine. So Valerian and the City of 1000 Planets. Um, actually, when we started recording uh, the first part of the show, I hadn't seen it yet. Uh, and I did actually get to go see it. So I'll be able to talk about it as well, guys. Cool. Um, it was written and directed by Luc Besson. And it was based on a French comic book by Pierre-Christine and Jean-Claude Mézère. Uh Luc Besson first premiered some footage at the 2016 San Diego Comic-Con. And this footage received a standing ovation from the crowd in Hall H. Figured I'd work that in since we got Comic-Con news coming up next week. All right. Uh, the futuristic New York City in Luc Besson's previous film, The Fifth Element, was visually inspired by the Circles of Power, which happens to be the 15th volume in the Valerian and Laureline comic series. Interestingly enough, so I guess uh, these are probably some comics I'm guessing that he you know, read when he was young, and he's probably read all of them. So big influence on his other works, I would guess. And the movie was released in 2017, of course, which was the 50th anniversary of the Valerian comic book. I think you guys might have a different opinion than I do. So uh, I think, uh, Philip, you want to go ahead? Yeah, okay. I want to go. All right. I watched this. It's a visual fucking masterpiece. I watched this movie with my jaw dropped the whole time. It was like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> did you Did you see it? Did you see it in 3D? 
I saw it in 3D. I'm glad I saw it in 3D, and I'm glad I saw it in the theater. It was... I loved it. It was two hundred. It was two hours and twenty four minutes, and I wasn't bored for a single second of that. Um, I think that their the relationship between the characters was a little bit uh, forced at the beginning, but they had good chemistry, and I think that that worked well. Um, I don't know about Dane DeHaan as like the heartthrob badass fucking special forces guy, since he looks like a you know, sixteen-year-old heroin addict. But yeah, can somebody get him a pillow and blanket and tell him to take it? Right. <laughs> he does. He looks like he hasn't slept in three days all the time. <laughs> okay. Oh, but boy. Uh, but I still I still think uh, as 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 hard as he is to put in that he's a a, a captain in this you know, space military thing. And he's supposed to be like the baddest special forces guy that the humans have to offer is mm-hmm. what I gather from the movie. Right. Sure. And I feel like once you swallow that pill, it's a big ass pill and you're going to need a glass of water for it. But once you swallow it, <laughs> it's not so bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> And and I think uh, the rest of the movie uh, did great. Like I said, I loved I loved the chemistry between the characters. The visuals were awesome. Um, uh, they, they had so much, so many things going on in the background, and so many other little characters and other little aliens walking in that it was like uh, you didn't really have time to get bored. It was like Avatar meets Star Trek to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and good, I, I, good good analogy there. Yeah, like it's not it's not going to win best picture of the year. Um it's probably not even going to be a classic film. But I do put it on the same level as Avatar and it is it is stupid blockbuster summer fun. If you mm-hmm. turn your brain off for a minute and go sit down and watch this, you'll have a great time. It was awesome. I loved it. Anything uh anything negative to say? Besides the uh, Dehan heroin look? Yeah, I mean, uh, just just aside from that, like I had to, I had to, I had to to jump that hurdle in the first, you right. know, uh, twenty minutes of the movie. Of okay, these two kids are supposed to be like badass military people, right? Well, but, it is it is the future, you know. So, yeah. you know, there may be a situation where a lot of the older people have died, and and more of these younger people are forced to take on these roles. You know, it's it's possible. Um. Uh, and uh, you know, I mean, there were there were some instances where the acting maybe wasn't awesome, but I right. thought that the two main characters did pretty well on their on their acting job. Okay, um, it was the little comic relief characters on the side, the uh, the other human military guys. Okay, that were, sure. Uh, they, were, they were a little lackluster, but uh, still, like I'm saying, if you're if you're not reading too much into it, man, it's it's a really fun time. I had a great time with this movie. Cool, Brian. What about you, man? <sighs> okay, uh, I am with you. I also seen this in 3D, and um, it is visual candy for your eyes. It is beautiful looking. I also, I Luke Basson, he builds these universes and these worlds. He puts it on the screen, and it's amazing. With that being said, I hated almost everybody in this movie. 
I I did not buy the chemistry between Dane DeHaan and Kara Delevingne. She can go back to Suicide Squad because <laughs> I I don't I'll, I'll get into her stuff in the spoilers, but she was yeah. really forced in the beginning. Yeah, but yes, I felt like was. as the movie went on, it got a little better. I, I think okay. yeah, I, I will right. I will say that I, I will say that a little bit. It got a little bit better, but I just you know I wasn't buying it at first. Um, Clive Owen was probably the worst villain this year, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> but not to be completely negative, I did enjoy it. I liked how you had all these different aliens and they kind of got into it more than let's, you know, going back to the previous movie, Fifth Element. You know, they kind of give a little, you know, little facts about different species. And I love this. this what was the. the Space Station Alpha was it? That's what yeah. it was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah it, I, got, it, really got, it got so big that they had to take it out of Earth's orbit so that it wouldn't steal the gravity from Earth. I loved all that. Yeah, that was amazing. What'd you and, think about uh, the, uh, the 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 aliens from the planet Mule? Um, they were. I mean, the design of them was okay. I, I did like how their planet was and their their whole purpose of purpose of life and mm-hmm. yeah. all of that without, you know, giving anything away, but yeah. I, th- well, I thought that part it, was fine. Yeah, it's in the first like couple of scenes in the movie, so. Sure. Yeah. But, but yeah, I I I I kind of liked them. They were super CGI. It was very avatarish. Mhm. But uh yeah. But I I liked them. Yeah, they they were a super CG. They, they, they weren't no Caesar going on. <laughs> I'll tell you yeah, that. Because there there were there were a couple times I was noticing the 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 when they were talking it wasn't matching up with their mouth <laughs> oh, moving. No. So Oh yeah. Wow. But um <laughs> but they're aliens. Yeah, Maybe but they have a different vocal cord. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> but um overall I think Luke Besson did a fantastic job of showing this, showing us these uh, this other world and these other other creatures, and that that kind of saved the movie for me right there. And I did, for the most part, enjoy the story going along. I get, I, we'll get into that later. So, but I think that the casting just took me out of it a little bit. Okay, and fair enough. I gotta say, uh, Rihanna. I, yeah, don't say too much yet. Oh well, we, I mean, you know, everybody knows. The, everybody knows she's in it. Yeah, like <sighs> part of the time I liked her, and part of the time I didn't. What? Like maybe I like the visual Rihanna, and not necessarily the talking Rihanna. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, wow. It's okay. the you only want, thing that I can think of. So you want Rihanna to show up on screen and not say anything? <laughs> right. That okay. would be awesome. I, you know what? I can I cannot argue with you on that one. Because <laughs> she's gotten a lot of like bigger roles lately, and I'm like, why? Right. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Anyway, that was it. <laughs> uh, good enough, man. Well, okay. Well, I didn't I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, I, I mean, I kind of knew what to expect. I knew I wanted to see it because I knew the visuals were going to be great. I mean, we could tell that from the trailers, right? Um, unfortunately right. I didn't see it in 3d, but I will be going back to see it in 3d guaranteed. Probably wait till the That's super cool. I would I was say it. wait till the crowds die down a little bit, but unfortunately it's not doing very well at the box office. I think I picked the one movie oh. theater. I think I picked the one fucking movie theater in all of Texas that was completely fucking packed. 
and AJ ended up having to sit kind of near the front, which sucked. Um, but as soon as I sat down and we got through all the trailers and they started that, uh, that little intro at the part with the David Bowie, um, space oddity song playing yeah, in the background, yeah. um, dude, I was in chills, man. I mean, I was almost, I, I had, I think I, maybe I had a few tears just from seeing all that unfold and how they showed the history, how the space exploration started and, I mean, they, right. they went, they went back in time and they, and they showed, they showed stuff from the beginning of the space program. And then they, they kind of bring you up through, uh, you know, sort of a montage, uh, to where they are, you know, for the, the, the time of the movie. And I just thought that was one of the most clever intros I've ever seen in my life. And it really hit home to me because I'm a huge, you know, fan and, and supporter of the space program. Um, as far as the movie itself, <laughs> It's going to have some really, really stiff competition for the movie Get Out right now because, as you guys know, that's been far and away my favorite movie of the year so far. It may not be anymore. Get Out may not be my favorite movie of the year. I fucking loved everything about this movie. There is not one second. And and you're right, man. It's a a two-and-a-half-hour movie. I didn't look at my cell phone to check the time once. I didn't look around to see anything. There were... were I had a pretty good crowd, even though there were a lot of people in there. There were a couple of people moving around, but I, I don't know what was going on outside me and the movie because I got so into this. Yes, the storyline was a little bit childish, which is kind of cool because it's kind of neat that it was sort of a simple story that you really don't have all these twists that. and turns. I kind of liked it too. But the visuals, as you, I mean, the visuals are out of this world. The part, uh, and I won't go into too much detail here, but really, really early in the movie when they showed a lot of. Um, a lot of virtual reality and the way that they create virtual worlds and things like that. It had so much social commentary about what's going on with us and where our society is right now. And the way that they did the virtual reality makes perfect sense that it would be just like that, that time in the future. Oh, and like the was, alternate dimensions and the, uh, like the shopping center. Well, absolutely. And, and some of it's okay, created by technology about. and us creating basically new realities with technology, things that we know are going to happen. All right. Dane DeHaan, I'll start with the negative. Dane DeHaan and Kara Delevingne were okay. Um, my biggest complaint, not enough Rihanna and not enough Clive Owen. I disagree. Uh, Brian, you said Clive Owen was the worst villain. I think he was really great. He, he, I, ooh, I shouldn't have even said he was a villain yet, but I mean, it becomes obvious fairly early. I think people who've seen the trailer hopefully know that. I hope I didn't give anything yeah. away. And, um, and they, they kind of, yeah, it, like the second that he shows up, you kind of know, okay, that's probably going to be the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, very obvious. Su- super, super telegraphed. And I think it was done that way by design. I'm going to say it again. Luke Besson does not, he, he he's, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's not making one mistake in these movies. There's not one thing in any of his films that he doesn't put there on purpose, and including that. And like I said, not enough Clive Owen, because I really liked his character. Definitely not nearly enough Rihanna, and I liked everything about her. I liked the character, and I liked the visuals. <laughs> <laughs> Philip, um, when you had all these, I'm not going to even, I don't want to go into the laundry list of who all shows up that you wouldn't expect, but you start seeing people show up in different roles and they're so have they're in so much heavy makeup and there's in such deep character that you're like, is that, that is him. Holy yeah, shit. That, is him. that happened yeah, like this one, four times. 
Yeah, it was one that shows up Rihanna, and I was like, you're in this movie? Yeah, it's fucking amazing, dude. And then the president of the World State Federation, I recognized him <laughs> immediately. That yeah. was a blast from the past. Um, All right, yeah, we're going to have man. to go into spoilers because I'm not sure who you're talking about. All right, well, we'll, we'll, co- we'll cover all that. We'll okay. cover everybody who, who shows up in it makes cameos. But, oh, and, and the, at the very entry early part, I don't, I don't know the actor's name, but I've seen him show up in a few different things. But the tour guide that was taking all the people through the uh, uh, through Big Market, wasn't that, oh, right. wasn't that a great character? Yeah, I yeah. Like him. And there was another character that was, uh, that was in I a... Like a there was there another. Too. Oh, the couple were great, man. Just yeah. spot on, dude. You're typical ugly Americans, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, they I were. Mean, they I were like, it. yeah, textbook. You know, mid to high class Americans just shopping at the world. Bar. They were <laughs> That's funny. exactly right. I can't say enough good things about this movie, guys. I, uh, I'm telling you, man. This is this is one of my top. Absolutely a top five of the year, and I think right now it may have just passed up Get Out. But I think once I go see it in 3D, I'll be able to give you a better answer on that. Um, well, I guess I'll, I'll rate it first. I'm going to give it a uh, man. I'm going to give it a nine. I, I, I just, you know, it's it's. I think it's a high score for what this movie is. Right. But there's something to be said for a two hour and twenty four minute movie that I didn't get bored of at. all. Oh, it was just nonstop from start to finish. Yeah. There wasn't a dull moment in the movie. Yeah, that's hard to do. I mean, there's some really great movies out there where, like, you know, two hours into it, I'm like, okay, when is this going to be over? Right. <laughs> and I, that that didn't happen on this movie. It was fun to watch. Um, with the exception of the the casting, if it wasn't for the visuals and the story, and yes, there was a lot of action in this, I probably would have gave it a lower score. But I'm I'm going to go with a seven. Okay, not too bad. Not bad. Not too bad. It sounds like you're saying it's worth a watch. Hey, oh, it's definitely just just, and I recommend everybody watch this in 3D. Yeah, yeah, well, definitely. I'm going, if, I'm going to. <laughs> it's it's one of those things. To. It's it's not a it's not a wait for DVD release. You know what I mean? If you're yeah. gonna see it, go see it in the theater where it's on the big screen and you can appreciate what they've done here. Totally agreed, Definitely. and I but I guarantee you I will be buying it on on DVD or iTunes or both. Yeah, I'm a like I said, top movie of the year so far. I'm giving it a I'm getting a, same same score. Philip gave it a very strong nine. Really, really nice great sides. movie. And in my opinion, and in my opinion, thus far, Luc Besson's masterpiece. I have been hearing like since it came out, like it's starting to get word of mouth that people are like because I, I think people prejudged it before it came out. I think so too, and the critics. And the I, critics are piling all over it, man. Yeah, I've heard fans uh, starting to get a, a little bit of a buzz. I don't know if it's enough to because mm-hmm. this was a massive budget on this one. I imagine, yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of surprised me that it didn't that like they didn't push it more before it came out, and right. and that it didn't get a whole lot of hype really at all. Because yeah, I mean, it was I just seeing. I didn't see the the last trailer until the last movie that we saw, like last week. Mm-hmm. And then when I, I saw that trailer, I was like, "Holy shit!" I honestly, I, I think they this. they could have maybe went with a different title. It was a yeah, oh, pretty yeah, clunky definitely. title. I was after we saw the movie, I, we we were we went and did some shopping at the Outlet Mall over there, and we were in one yeah. of the stores and. 
uh, AJ said, yeah, we just went to the movies. Um, he made me sit through a science fiction movie, so I get in the shop now. And the lady said, oh, what did you see? And I said, oh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. She said, oh, I haven't heard of either of those. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> you guys ready for spoilers? That sounds about right. That's what I'm saying. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't like push this one at all. It's crazy. Right. I, I, I don't know that it's on the same level cult classic as, uh, as Fifth Element will be. Right. But it is on the same level to me as Avatar. That's pretty high praise. It, Avatar yeah. also had not a great story, but a, but really great visuals. Exactly. I would, I would, you know, I would probably revisit this first before I revisit Avatar. Me too. Well, yeah, yeah. Me too. I, for sure. I like this one better, actually. I think. Yeah, no doubt. You guys ready for spoilers? Yes. Yeah. All right. Cool. Who's who's going first? This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. Uh, did you you want to get into the the cameos that popped up? What, yeah, why don't you you want to go you want to go through some of those? Okay, the one I was talking about with uh, Rihanna, uh, Ethan Hawke played. Uh, oh, played man. <laughs> yeah, he played Jolly the Pimp. <laughs> yeah, Ethan Hawke was great. Oh yeah, stole the show. And, uh, until thought, Rihanna, uh, he stole the show until Rihanna showed up a few minutes later. I thought Rihanna was great as a person, but when she's a like blob, and Bubbles? it's just no, yeah, come on, dude. when it's I like her voice, voice, man, I think that she's I, cheesy. I think that I didn't like no, her in the animated thing that she did, Home. Yeah, well, that was just was I, a shitty movie. Well, uh, it's uh, not <laughs> a shitty movie, but I, actually, actually, I, I'm gonna tell you what, I liked Rihanna better in Home. Oh, um, ouch. Just, <laughs> just on the voice side of it than I did in this one. I felt like when she was, uh, when she was like changing forms and stuff as a person, okay. when you first met her, that whole scene was, right. was great. I felt like she okay. did a great job there. And I was like, holy shit, Rihanna's actually got a hold of this acting thing. I actually thought that while well, I was watching movie well and her then, character led to a scene that i'm sorry to cut you off but no, uh, yeah her scene her character led to a scene that just had me rolling my eyes actually um where where she dies and she's oh uh, yeah that uh, telling pretty, valerian that, that could have been Kara delavine's character really looked like she gave a shit right. that someone that helped him to escape and that is dying and also told valerian to you know take care of her you know this is someone she she didn't even she hasn't even met loreline right right and then when you cut to loreline's face it's just really like i don't know i that's i didn't i don't care for Kara Delevingne or whatever her name is. I thought she, she was, was horrible. I thought, she I was thought she's a horrible actress. I thought she was horrible in this. She was Dane horrible Dane in. Dane uh, Dane was fine. Come on. Uh, <laughs> okay, and, and then, so here's the thing. I know I'm going to be catching some shit for this. No, I'm not <laughs> mad at you because I kind of like Dane DeHaan. I think Dane DeHaan plays a better villain than he does a hero. But I, like hmm. I said, once you swallow that big ass pill, right. I like him in this movie. <laughs> I think he was great. And I think that they had right. really cool chemistry. And I thought that like it, it that first scene, I didn't like either one of them. But uh, right. as the movie progressed, I was like, 
oh, she's kind of sexy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they had this like cool kind of chemistry, and I, I I wanted it to happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the, another thing I wanted to know was how long were they actually partners? Because they look they really super young. Yeah. They look super young, and he's like <laughs> oh, professing probably. his love for her. Okay. But he's also he's also mentioned he's had, had other partners. Other... Yeah, I, like I said, I, I took it to mean that in the future that so many people died in that war and in some of the uh-huh. other big wars that are going on that there just aren't that many adults to go around anymore. And they're having <laughs> to get these people to start uh, doing military work earlier and earlier. So I didn't find it that hard to believe that. But, um, hey, Brian, tell us about a, a few of the other uh, people who showed up that you didn't expect to play the, the parts they were in. <laughs> well, you mentioned the president of the World State Federation. Right. Rutger <laughs> Howard was Rutger, the president. Rutger Howard, Philip, the hitchhiker himself. You, do you remember, <laughs> did you recognize him? No, I didn't catch it. <laughs> and then yeah, we blind, got uh, – Blind Fury himself. We got uh, John Goodman voiced a character in this movie. Oh, right. yeah. I did get yep. that one. Yeah, that's a very recognizable voice right there. Oh, yeah. Quickly. And uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, uh, as far as uh, music goes, uh, we got a cameo from, you guys ever heard of Herbie Hancock? Of course. Musician? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, he, uh, he was the defense minister that they kept uh, pulling up on screen. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yep, that Which, was him. That was another thing. <laughs> apparently, apparently, defense minister really doesn't get no respect because Dane DeHaan <laughs> really was blowing him off left and right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe he should have stuck with music. <laughs> Just in general, he's like, I'm "Oh, Dane, Dane DeHaan wasn't a captain; he was a major." Ah, so. okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, that's a step above captain. How in the hell has this kid made it to major? Uh, Loreline was a sergeant. So. Right. Hmm. Which is all kinds of not right. right. <laughs> Which I, I had to weird. throw out there. Hey, it's the future, dude. Titles can change around a little bit, you know? I will say their suits the were bad. That's a court is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> their suits were badass, though. They were. That was cool. Which led me yeah. to a, a she one was issue that he... He put his suit to use. She, right. I don't remember her ever using her suit, really. She didn't nope, need to. She all. had enough other skills. Yeah, but I don't know. You have a lot of a lot of gadgets and weapons on the suit, and it can, I don't know, right. it, it seems to boost your strength and everything. And there was and a couple times where I thought, I thought her suit was going to come into play, but it mm-hmm. didn't. I hear you, man. But I like the little uh, the the scene where you seen everything that the suit can do, where he had to like take a shortcut, basically. Mm-hmm. Run through yeah, the walls. that was awesome. Yeah, that was that was probably one of my favorite scenes. I really liked that one. Yeah, that's the uh, one I got to see in three D for sure. Yeah, that one that one was super cool. I liked the uh, the whole hectic thing happening in the world market. Yeah, um, beautiful, beautiful, beautifully done. Yeah. I well, and those are really the two that I remember the most. I mean, mm-hmm. I, aside from you know Rihanna's little show, which was right. pretty kick-ass. Pretty kick-ass. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I didn't expect. I didn't expect that. I mean, I, I hadn't forgotten she was going to be in the movie, and I kept waiting for her to show up. You know, I can't believe that they waited so long to get her in there. But I don't know. I maybe did. it made it more effective that way. You know. 
Yeah. No, I totally forgot. And then she showed up and I was like, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then she did that thing with the nurse's outfit. Oh, my God. Don't get me started a little on any bit. of that. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Catwoman. And is she really that flexible or was that CGI? I don't know. I, I, uh, I think that was somebody else. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was that was that was a weird thing. They just wanted to put a weird twist on the on the stripper deal, I think. Right. But, well, uh, they did. <laughs> and I, you know, accomplished. I'm I'm gonna say I've never really been a huge Rihanna like I I I, I she was never my girl you know what I mean mm-hmm. like yeah I, I, I totally I never, understand I never had a thing really for her but I thought she looked great in this movie. yeah I, oh, I yeah. just recently had a conversation about her like I'm I mean, she's she's a very beautiful woman but yeah just doesn't but do it for me right she's 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 kind of skinny and yeah you know I, it's yeah, she didn't really do it for me usually, but mm-hmm. in this movie, she was hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, any uh, hey, any any last you... thoughts? <laughs> any last uh, thoughts? I know guys? everybody can. Uh, I know any everybody would probably love to have one of them little creatures that whatever you oh, feed yeah. it reproduces. That's awesome. I thought, I thought that was really cool right there. I, yeah, and they, and and to be the girl on the show, they were super cute. <laughs> I want to snuggle up right. with him at night. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, again just super. I mean, not not totally surprised. I mean, I, I thought I was going to like it, but I didn't think I was going to like it this much. I was very worried it was going to be another uh, Jupiter ascending scenario for me, which I thought absolutely sucked. How? how yeah. Not to get oh, off, wow. not to go off the rails as we usually do, but how is that movie? I keep. Seeing it, not good. Don't bother. I, don't my bother. Thumb, yeah. I, it's like my thumb won't push play. Like, yeah, go and smart and watch it, man. <laughs> Unless you have got nothing else to watch, like no right. joke, it was bad. There's and been I, times I've had nothing else to watch, and I've found something else to watch. And listen, how that I, works. I actually really appreciate that dude. What's his name? Oh, yeah. Uh, you talk. You talking about the actor? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Ma- Magic Mike. Yeah. He's got a shitload of movies coming out. You know he's going to uh, be in. The, go ahead. Yeah, you know he's going to be in the new because uh, we saw that we saw two trailers for movies he's going to be in. One called Lucky Louie or something, where he plays like a, uh, a a crook stealing from a I don't know kind of a Daytona race or something like that. And then he's got another yeah. one he's going to be in, which is the follow up to uh, Kingsman. Oh, what yeah. the fuck uh, is his name? What is what the hell is his name? Brian, save us here. Uh, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Tanning Tatum. That's it. Okay. Or if you uh, if you go with uh, uh, what's his name uh, from uh, Eastbound and Down. Right. Uh, what do you call him in uh, This Is the End? Tanning Tatum. It. Yum. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that was a great movie. <laughs> right. But listen, uh, I, I I actually I really like Channing Tatum. I appreciate him as an actor. I do. Uh, but yeah, that that movie. Well, next 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 week when we do our Comic Con episode, I'm probably going to blow your guys' mind with the oh, role cool. that he is rumored to be up for. Oh man, we can't wait. I'm yeah, not even gonna it, try to look anything up. I'm gonna wait to hear it from you, man. Yeah, because like if, it, if it's true, I'm probably going to – go ahead. Uh, 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 you go ahead first. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if this if this rolls true, then I'm probably going to – I'm going to wash my 
my hands of this this franchise. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I'll just, I'll just say that. Okay. No, okay, because I was thinking when I left this movie, I was like, man, you know, I really liked it, but I'm not sure I was buying the whole Dane DeHaan thing. Mm-hmm. Who could have played this character? What about Channing no. Tatum? No, no. Hmm. Well, I if they... Like Probably picked these two actors and found people that had good chemistry because I yeah, didn't feel if, like right. they had chemistry. If it's like Lance put it, like maybe the soldiers are younger in this world, I probably would have loved to see Anton Yelchin. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Definitely. Definitely could see that. I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, listeners, tell us who you would have cast. Anybody who's seen the movie, and if you're still listening by now, you probably have. Um, either that or you don't. You're, you're buying the hype from the, the critics that it sucks, and you're not going to see it, and you're still listening to us. So uh, give us your ideas. We want some feedback. Go to the Horror Returns group or email at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Who, who would you have cast instead of Dane DeHaan? And uh, we'll see what we get in. So on that note, um, so the show doesn't go to three hours um, with all the interviews and stuff, um, <clears throat> we uh, definitely want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. And, of course, you know we'd like to hear your feedback and ideas. I gave you the email. You know where to find us. Rate us and review us on iTunes. And uh, next week, as Brian said, it is our Comic-Con wrap-up week as well as Killer Blonde week. So we're going to be talking about the brand-new uh, Atomic Blonde, as well as uh, Kill Bill. Uh, are we doing volumes one and two, Brian? Yeah, because to me, they're one movie to me. All right. Okay. Two parts of the same movie. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm not mad at that. Nope. Me neither, man. That makes perfect sense. Um, and we are going to be joined by special guest uh, Alfonso Salazar from the Bad Boys Podcast Network. So nice. We're looking forward to that. And... Uh, Philip, what else, man? Man, I think that's it. Send us some stuff on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Podbeam. Shoot us an email at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. All right, cool. So Put you in on listener feedback. Definitely, definitely. And uh, we are going to be getting T-shirts made within the next month, and I know, I know we owe at least three. So uh, the more feedback we get, the better chance you're going to get a T-shirt. We love emails, and we love iTunes reviews. Those are probably your two best ways to be guaranteed a T-shirt. So until the war returns again, Brian. Good night.